Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back. Uh, sorry that uh, we kind of went live and then went off live, um, but uh, we're actually starting now. Uh, welcome to today's episode. A um, couple of announcements before we get started off. Uh, obviously, we haven't had a whole lot of YouTube stuff coming out, except um, the VODs for these streams actually go up on YouTube on Sundays, so make sure you check out those. Um, link for the YouTube is, or there's the links for the YouTube are all up there and all that fun stuff. Um, we'll bring it back in over here to everyone else. Um, but like I said, a lot of great stuff coming on for the channel. We got those VODs. We'll have some more of those um, narrated kind of um, how-to videos and all that kind of stuff coming out soon. We also have a dice giveaway at the break, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And we are in the process of formulating some merch, so uh, be on the lookout for that. But um, everyone say hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Um, so um, last we left off. We're just gonna jump right into it. Last we left off, uh, our adventurers um, met each other, as as it were, at the uh, at the Full Bears Pub. There, they luckily had been able to spend the night thanks to a various number of different tasks that they completed as part of their payment for their evening night stay. Because of this, they all were allowed to stay. And in the following morning, they ended up sitting at a table not too far from each other. They were approached by the bartender, Roburn, and actually presented with a plight that was actually giving some issues for the town. Some lumberjacks have gone missing, and they're not really sure why. After some interesting encounters with uh, the, um, the wife of one of the lumberjacks and some um, wild accusations throwing around at uh, the man, Henry, that was her husband, um, you guys decided to actually go out and actually discern what happened to this Henry. On your way to the lumber yard, which is the next kind of place that you thought to look, you were attacked by some strange fanged wolf-like looking humanoid creature. And you were able to defeat this creature thanks to Juliet's use of her hellish rebuke. However, as a result, this creature, when it actually transformed back into its normal human form, it was beyond recognition. With this, you guys wrapped that thing up, went, made your way back to the lumberyard. Upon getting there, you actually were able to talk to the head axe there, who basically gave you the general gist of the fact that a number of these guys have been going missing rather rapidly in the past few days, and most of them seem to be related to individuals who worked at site number five. With a map in hand for these different sites that these lumberjacks were actually harvesting these trees, you made your way out there. Along the way, uh, Juliet met a uh, old friend um, from her backstory. Um, she actually encountered a banshee that had been accosting her prior to the start of our adventure here. You all were able to defeat this banshee and had some interesting interactions after that, including learning about the bird that lives in Timmick's beard, also known now, well, was just known as Bird, but now it is known as Dale. <laughs> He's really cool, guys. Um, but you guys met Dale, and you guys continue to move on to your eventual end goal of get reaching site number five. On your way there, you did arrive. However, little did you know that you were being watched by three more of these wolf humanoid creatures. And with that said, I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative right off the bat here, guys. So, oh, man. right into it. I will Next. be bringing everybody over there in just one second once I can get everything set up on this side. 
which is always fun to figure everything out while I'm going. <laughs> And yep, everyone's pushed. Good. So these creatures coming out of the out of the darkness and the um, behind a number of these different trees and shrubs and bushes that are in the area, you guys um, are then attacked by these three creatures. Um, one of them being a little bit bigger than the others, um, actually meaning being, um, once I can get my screen oriented here on both sides of the map, um, one of these creatures actually looking a little bit more intimidating than the other. Um, and that being this individual up here, he looks quite bigger than the rest of them. With that said, I am going to have you guys roll initiative once I can get this silly tracker to work the way I want it to. <laughs> I'm just opening up my sheet. Toggle combat state. All right, you guys should be able to go over there and roll your initiatives. Ugh. Oh, man. Hey, does that count? It bumped my dice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it counts. Uh, dang. All right. All initiatives are rolled. We're going to start the combat. It is the bigger creature's turn. All right. This creature is... Let's see what he wants to do. Um, he actually creeps out from behind uh, these logs that are up here, kind of in the... Uh, um, that are kind of stacked here, kind of like basically organized to be ready for harvest. However, um, he is going to come down um, and he is going to, once I figure out exactly what he's going to do. Um, first thing he sees is actually going to be our friend. Nope, everyone moved. <laughs> I got to deselect everybody. First thing he's going to do is going to move down and see our friend Timic and he's going to go ahead and go in and come in for a bite and a claw attack. No. So first one coming at you, Timic. Is going to be a 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, all right, and that's going to be, as you see there, seven points of damage. So we'll do that. I'll do that for you. Um, and then he's going to come in for that claw. Claw is going to come in. It's going to be a 16 to hit again. So that's going to be five more points of damage. And I need a constitution saving throw from you, please. Nine. Okay. Uh, ending his turn. We're going to move on to the next werewolf. Uh, this one. Um, down here is uh, going to attack the closest thing it sees, and it's going to come in and come after you, Shirley. Yeah. Again, again, multi-attack. Coming in for the bite. Bring it. Uh, that's going to be a uh, 13 to hit. That'll hit. 13 hits. Uh, that'll be four points of piercing damage. Um, and I'm going to need a constitution saving throw as the claws come in. <sighs> Um, that's going to be a 12 to hit on the claws. I believe that misses you. It does indeed miss. Okay. And, and oh. save eight. All right. Eight. 
Alright. Not proficient. Um, so these two creatures both just come in. Um, both coming in, taking bites out of both of you. Um, and you feel like kind of in your bloodstream as uh, something um, appears to take hold. Brings us to Juliet. Juliet, what are you doing? You see, you've seen these two uh, werewolf-looking creatures kind of come in, both attack your friends. What are you going to do? I am casting Eldritch Blast at the big guy. All right, Eldritch Blast at the big guy. Go right ahead. Uh, let's see. Is that a hit? Um, 18 definitely hits for five force damage. You see... Um, as Juliet kind of like brings out her eyes roll in the back of her head and she kind of fires this Eldritch Blast. What color is it again? It's that fiery red, if I'm not mistaken. It's a fiery red. Fiery red. So you see this fiery red flame licking out, kind of fires out like a fireball, but you almost see it kind of like shift as it kind of goes in and reaches its target. Anything else on your turn, Juliet? That is my go. That is your go. All right. Uh, that's going to bring us to Timic. Timic. Um, this creature is in your face, just, just taking swipes at you. What are you going to do? I will use my bonus action and turn to an elk. Of course you will. I will get that elk token here for you. <laughs> you are now an elk. <laughs> and, uh... With elk hit points. <laughs> so, um, you can mark down that you have 13 hit points as an elk. And then I will ram it. All right, go ahead and roll for your ram. Uh, do you have the ability to roll for your ram, or should I do it for you? You do. All right, good. I miss. Um, yeah, seven plus five, unfortunately. Yeah, total of seven is unfortunately going to miss. So you come in. You guys see, you've seen this kind of all before. You've seen Timmy kind of... Um, hunker down and all of a sudden kind of grow into this large elk-looking form. Um, you also, um, with a keen eye, can also see um, our little bird friend Dale also begin to kind of morph and shrink down. You can actually see this kind of like little beetle kind of hovering around, kind of like jumping around in between the horns as he kind of goes in for the ram. Unfortunately, this monster just <laughs> avoids your attack. Anything else on your turn? I think that's it. All right. Brings Shirley. Shirley, you, again, same thing. These creatures came out. One of them, he tried to go for a swipe at you. You were able to avoid it, but he did sink his teeth into your arm, and you kind of feel that same <laughs> kind of going through your bloodstream. What do you do on your turn? Uh, all right. I'm going to try, yeah, I guess. All right. I'm going to take a stab at this guy. All right. So here uh two-handed so this okay. is gonna be a d8 7d6 i just gotta where's my inventory there we go oh i was down too far can i change that or not? let me roll it Ooh, natural one so you do come oh, in with that two-handed strike and unfortunately you kind of uh you kind of startled you kind of rip your hand out and you try to just take a blind swipe but unfortunately this creature is already kind of pulling away, and unfortunately, you're unable to make contact. Um, anything else on your turn? Uh, no, that is... I gotta make contact to do anything cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nothing with a bonus action or anything? 
No, I am uh, pretty well spent on those. Ah, okay. That's going to bring us to Mori. Mohoran, you've, same thing. You've seen all your friends getting attacked here. What are you going to do? Well, uh, where's the big fella? Big fella is top right. So he is right here, kind of engaged with Timika. We'll get in that guy's face. All right, you get in that guy's face. Let's give him a smack. All right, give him a smack. Smack with your maul. Go for it. An 11 just barely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. That's crunchy. Uh, woo, 11 points of damage. So you, with your maul um, in hand, you kind of just come over and whack. You hit this thing, up, this creature up in the side of the head. You see it spit out a few teeth. And well, I'm not done yet, big boy. All right. And what do you do next? I'm going to throw an axe right in his face. Okay. Um, be a- I was going to say, that will be a disadvantage because you are right in his face. Um, although it calculated out as 2d20 plus all your stuff, so that's going to be confusing. So just roll a d- flat d20, and I'll and we'll add uh, 7. So that's a 22, and then one more time. That's going to be a 12, so that's still going to hit. So go ahead and roll your damage. Ready. All right, six points of damage. So you then again, um, after you kind of whack this guy in the face, you then, on your backswing, let loose a thrown axe. You kind of huck it in, and you see it just, just like dive into the chest cavity of this bigger uh, humanoid wolf in form. And it just takes it and just throws it down on the ground at its feet and just... Well, uh, I'm not done with you yet, big fella. I'm going to action surge. <laughs> All right, what do you do now? <laughs> I'm going to use my uh, action surge. All right, use your action surge. All right, now uh, let's see what we do again. First thing, get him with that maul. Uh, I mean, 22 definitely hits. <laughs> Um, jeez, another 10 points of damage. So, you're just wailing away at this guy. Sheik. And then that uppercut kicks him right into the, across the chin. And then, uh, one last uh, disadvantage throw at you, big boy. <laughs> um, and that'll hit for another 8 damage. So, you, again, just... Taking this guy down a few pegs, you're able to kind of take him down. He's actually looking pretty hurt now. Uh, he, you pushed him all the way through Haggard to the point where now he's uh, he's looking pretty uh, beat up already. I'll just look him in the face and say, "Boy, I hit you so hard, you'll see tomorrow today." <laughs> <laughs> all right, does that end your turn? That's it for me. All right. Now it is the other. Uh, uh, it is the other um, lesser, uh, the other werewolf's turn. Um, this one, um, you seem to be the person causing the most issues, so he's just going to run right up into you um, and go ahead and attack you, Mori, with his attacks. So, um, 
that out of here. Um, so first thing coming at you is going to be its bite. Um, that is going to be a... That's only going to be a 7 to hit. I'm pretty sure that doesn't hit your big, beefy form. Um, and then he's going to come in with the claws. Um, that's going to be an 18 to hit. That'll hit. All right, and that's going to deal 6 points of damage, which I will do for you on here. Oh, I don't know why you just moved, but there you go. <laughs> um, and then he just kind of, like, um, roars at you again. Um, actually, he had advantage on the first strike, so you actually take... Uh, he actually rolled a 23 on the first one, so you actually take another 4 points of damage um, from the bite. And um, make another constitution save for me. All right. All right, ending his turn. Brings us back up to the big guy. The big guy. He's not happy with you, Maury, so he's going right after you as well. He's uh, You've been beating up on him pretty good. Um, so he's going to come with a bite and a claw attack as well. Um, and both of these are at advantage. So we got a 13 on the bite. Uh, no, sir. No, sir. And then the claws are going to be an 18 to hit. That'll hit. All right, and that's going to just be another six points of damage. So um, he kind of <sighs> tries to come out and bite at you, and then <sharp inhale> slashes out at you. He does. He does make purchase. Kind of finds a little bit of a, kind of that fold in between your armor. And he kind of sinks those claws and, <sharp inhale> and tries to pull it, pull out your armor. But he's that's uh, strapped pretty well to your chest, so you're okay there. Um, ending his turn, we go over to the werewolf in front of Shirley. This one is going to go in for his bite and his claws attacks as well. So, bite and claw coming at you here, Shirley. Um, these are at a normal roll. So, we got a 20 to hit on the bite Ugh. and a 14 to hit on the claw. Those are both going to make contact. Those are both going to make contact. You're going to take a total of 11 points of damage. So, I will do that for you. Um, yeah. So, that thing comes in. He gets a hold of you. grabs onto that arm again. <laughs> kind of like pierces India and almost shakes around like a dog. And he just starts like like blindly clawing at you and one of them does catch across the face um can i have another constitution saving for, for you please indeed eleven okay brings us to juliet juliet your friends are getting beat the f up um what are you gonna do <laughs> Um, can you move my token to, uh, to the big guy? To the big guy? Absolutely. Do you want to flank with, uh, Morharan or no? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, we'll move you up there. And let's see. We're gonna go four. That means I would roll with advantage. Hits? Um, 20 definitely hits. Um, for, th uh, I believe it's, uh, three, it's, um, one plus your charisma modifier, which should be three, so that should be four points of damage, not three. So, you come in with your, um, your packed weapon, and you're able to kind of come in and throw that, uh, throw a blow right into its side. Does a little bit of damage, um, but he's already looking kind of hurt, too, like I said, and, um, this one just kind of takes another big chunk out of him, but he's, uh, he's still alive. Okay. Um, I don't think I can... I don't think I have another action, so that's all I can do for right now. All right. 
Brings us to Timic. Timic, you in your elkin form, what are you going to do? I will attempt to ram it again. All right, go for your ram. Did that work? No? Um, it didn't come across the screen, so no. There it is. 21 definitely hits. Go ahead and roll your damage on your ram. And I believe your ram has something in it, doesn't it? No. It uh, doesn't? Uh, that's a d6 plus 3. Oh, it's your charge that makes them go prone. Okay. Hmm. Um, so d6 plus 3, so 4 points of damage. So you come in. Um, you as well take another big chunk out of this guy. He's... He's kind of hanging on death's door right now. He's kind of starting to look down. <laughs> um, ending your turn? Yeah, that's all I can all do. Right. All right, that's going to bring us up to the Shirley. Shirley. <clears throat> all uh, right. You're feeling it right now. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm... <sighs> I wanted to try and take these guys alive, but I don't... I just don't know at this point. Uh, maybe. Give me, give oh. me a, give me an insight check. Okay. He's here. Where are my hands? Okay. Uh, even with a seven, you kind of feel like these things are just, these things are just some sort of evil creature. You're not really sure what they are, but they look like they're not going to stop. Yeah, like, no, I, I just meant, like, you know, maybe knocking them out as opposed to, you know, if we can... Because when we killed the other one, it changed back, so right. I don't know if, you know... That's mm -hmm. his thought process, anyway. All right, yeah. um, so... I'm going to try an intimidation. Um, okay. I want to pull out the Warhorn and... Okay. Well, th this will be uh, pending DM approval. I want to pull out the Warhorn and give a blow on that, and then use Prestidigitation to light the fire at the same time. Uh, to light a fire? Yeah, because you said there was like a small, like, this is like a campsite, right? For the, like, the site uh, number five? Um, so it's not a campsite. It's actually just the site where the uh, lumberjacks actually um, come in and... Um, take the log so it's okay. there's no actual like it's not like a campsite per se it's a there's not site. like a fire pit or whatever Ugh. right exactly well that kind of blows that theory out of the water yeah i thought there was like a, a fire pit here or something but i could no. what happened to that awesome grappling it is yeah i mean that's really i'm just gonna go ahead and uh have to whack this guy and try and yeah so i'm i'm gonna go ahead and give him a punch actually all right uh, all right go ahead and give him a punch just, uh, it is just not your night man nice. so that is a that is a seven to hit and unfortunately that seven it, you you go in for that punch just and this that you actually hit the creature but just your punch just doesn't really do much it just kind of like yeah, he he really got in that arm good. Like he like must have tore a tendon or something. Yep. 
Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I do believe. Let me double check that real quick. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yep. If you have any spells, if you have. <laughs> well. Just check one thing. You do quick. have a you do have one bonus action spell if you have a spell slot. I know that. Yeah. Okay, since I punched him, I thought I had to hit. I can try and grapple him. Okay. So, I'm gonna go for a grapple. Okay. Is that gonna let me? Okay, that's not. That's okay. Cause I'm good at this. Well, you know, I spoke too soon. I think. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, so it's just a strength check. Yeah, no, unfortunately, he uh, he rolled a 17. So you go in to kind of try to, you go for that punch and pfft, doesn't really do much. But then you try to like grab, make a wrist grab and the thing just. <sighs> and then I, I'm going to just suggest to the team, uh, if we can take down the big guy, maybe a tactical retreat is in order. That's going to be my turn. All right. Um, ending your turn. Mori, uh, this thing's taking quite a big chunk out of you as well, but uh, you think you might be able to finish him off. He's looking really hurt. You see him kind of struggling. His arm's kind of like dangling out of the side. He's starting to kind of look a little bit desperate too. Trying to looking at his comrades for help. What do you do? I'm going to go right after him. All right. 12's going to hit. Go ahead and roll damage. points of bludgeoning damage. So you come in with that maul and you're able to kind of make, and you strike true hitting him and then just, it just, it kind of crumples, kind of crumples down to the ground and it just gets back up and it just, with a raging fire in its eyes, just, it's not looking good, but he's trying to stay in it. Um, and with a thrown hand axe, uh, with a, so at disadvantage, that thrown hand axe is a nine. So you go ahead and throw that hand axe as you try to go on your backswing. And unfortunately, he's he's gotten wise to your tactic and just kind of um, is able to avoid it, even though he's kind of had some issues and he's kind of down on the ground. I will uh, use the old uh, bonus action here to take a quick second wind. Okay. Uh, did you take your bonus action to throw your hand axe, though? Uh, it's my offhand. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, let's go ahead and roll your d10 plus your two hit points. All right. All right, so that's nine points of healing. I'll put that in for you. Perfect. Um, so you're able to use your second win. You get a good amount. Of, you get a pretty good chunk back. Um, that's, that's huge right now, obviously. Um, bring us back down to the other werewolf on the other side of you. He... Um, Kind of seeing his uh, his leader looking a little um, haggard a little bit. He's um, kind of looking a little bit desperate, but he's going to take a couple swipes at you. Even though he hasn't himself gotten hit yet, he's uh, a little worried about the cat of the uh, pack leader. Um, that is going to be uh, 22 to hit on the bite. That'll, that'll do. All right, that's going to be five points of damage. I'll put that in. 
Um, and then he's going to come in with that claw attack. So, bite. <laughs> um, and that's going to be an 18 to hit for another 5 points of damage. Um, which I put in for you already. So, he comes in for that bite and that claw. Again, kind of finding that little, just small little piece in, in between your arm. He's able to kind of swipe at you and take a couple, a couple hits out of you. Um, and that's going to end his turn. Bringing us back up to the leader here. Um, this leader is kind of... It's desperation mode for him, but he's going to kind of do that. He's he's in the point now where he's kind of no turning back now, so he's going to kind of try and stay his, hold his ground. Uh, that is going to be a 13 to hit. On, on uh, me? On Mori. On Mori. Of course, no, you're the object that, of his affection. That will not hit. All right, and then coming in with a claw. That is going to be a 16 to hit. That will just hit. Alright, that just hits, and that is going to be five points there on the claws. Just give me one second, guys. Alright. Um, ending his turn. Come on, turn order. Let's go. Uh, that brings us to the one over by you, Shirley. <laughs> this one. Um, oh, this Lather slippery bugger. This slippery bugger. Um, Lather, rinse, repeat. Going in for the bite. Uh, that's going to be a six to hit. Oh, man. And then comes in for the claw. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> uh, so he rolled a seven. Uh, his other attack, if it was going to be an advantage, would have been a 24 for a crit. Because you rolled a natural 20 on the second Ooh. one. But it's only a 7 to hit, so you survive. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> um, so he just tried to comes in. You're desperation. You're kind of in the zone now. You're kind of trying to avoid it. Coming at you. You're able to kind of hold your ground. Um, brings us to Juliet. Uh, I'm going to go in for a, another hit with my blade. Okay. Go ahead and roll for your blade. Uh, once I find it. I had it, and then I lost it. <laughs> I had it, and then I lost it. It was here, I swear. Dang it, Carol. There. <laughs> there it is. God okay. Dang it. God dang it, Carol. Yes. Uh, 18 is going to definitely hit. Um, um, seven points of damage. How do you want to do this? Um... I'm just I'm looking at my my teammates. I'm seeing that they're in a lot of pain, and this thing is just causing some issues. So I'm taking my sword and I am just swiping it across his gut, and then I'm just gonna shove it all the way in. All right. So you um, taking your packed weapon, that long kind of gnarly looking blade with the red gem. You were able to kind of with both hands, you kind of slice a. Um, just like a big cut open in the front of its abdomen. You see kind of some of it, some of the gore and the blood and, and you actually cut through some of the muscles. You actually kind of see it just, and you're able to kind of take that sword and you're able to stab it in and just, you see it start to bleed out. It seems to, it tries to grab your sword and you just twist it the rest of the way around and you, and the jagged edges of your sword just kind of rip and tear into the, intestines and into the actual meat of his muscle tissue and you just and with a spout of gore it is no more 
How how clean is the blade? So clean. <laughs> you actually she you it's kind of weird. You guys all kind of see this, and as she pulls it out, you see the blood just kind of flash out, but then all of a sudden you just also see the blade almost like it absorbs the ichor that came out of this creature. Anything else in your turn, Juliet? That's it. Alright. Brings us to Timic in your Elkin form. Um, you are currently engaged with uh, this one down here. Um, but uh, it's just two of these other guys here that, at this point, uh, just so you guys know, hasn't taken any damage whatsoever. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, go... I'm going to flank the bottom left one that Shirley is attacking. I'll take the okay. opportunity attack. Okay. Um, they, it takes its attack of opportunity, so it's going to come at you with its claw attack. Um, that's going to be an 8 to hit your Elkin form, which I don't believe hits. If I'm not no. thinking, you got a, you got a 10. Uh, it's armor class, so the 10. Elk is yeah. 10, yeah. Right. But you're able to kind of avoid it, and you're able to come down here. Um, and you're able to move down there as your elk and self. Can you make the movement so I uh, can like go around it and get that 20 feet of movement for a charge attack? Um, I think we can. I don't know if you can. F uh, how far can you move as an elk? 50 feet. So 50 feet. Yeah. So if five, I like that, charge at it. 10, 15, 20, 25, 5, 10. Uh, I'm just going to say there's a way to do it. I'm sure there's a way if I did the math, but I can't figure it out right now because I'm not smart enough. Um, so you go okay. ahead and go in for your charge attack. So I charge, and that's... Uh, I have to do a ram attack. So, so. Yeah. Get him. 12 definitely hits. Go ahead and roll your damage. So that's uh, going to be 2d6, and I believe that's a strength save on his part? It's um, It's an extra 2d6. Oh, it's an extra 2d6. Oh, yeah, so, so roll your damage plus... Yeah, so roll your 3d6. Nice. Sweet. Uh, strength check's going to be a 21, so I don't believe that's going to... Um, yeah, it succeeds do, on that. But 13 points of damage there on your ram there, and you're able to kind of... You're able to kind of lower your harms, and you kind of all see, and you see Dale kind of uh, on his, like, little, um, on his little antler, kind of, like, with one arm up in the air, uh, one little, like, <laughs> little arm up in the air going, Ring! um, but, uh, you're able to take and take a pretty big chunk out of this guy. He's already looking, he's looking hurt. Um, anything else on your turn there, Timic? Uh, no, that's it. All right. Brings us to Shirley. Shirley, uh. After flirting with death there for a second, what do you do? Uh, same deal as before. I, I I just don't think Shirley is ready to quite give up on these guys. So I'm going to take, while he's distracted, I'm going to try and like bring both my hands down like a hammer blow on this thing's back. Okay. Go ahead. Get an unarmed strike. 17 hits, so this time your punches actually make contact. And uh, you actually punch this thing in the gut for five points of damage. Um, it's nice. Now it's, it's looking haggard. All right, and then I'm going to try another uh, strength check to grapple it. Okay. <sighs> hold on, hold on. Don't get too, don't get too down. He's still got to nice. make his, he's still got to make his roll. 
It's just a regular strength roll. <laughs> it's a six. <laughs> um, which you're eight beats, so you, he well, is considered grappled. All right. I don't really know which uh, marker to use, but we'll use... No, I'll just use this hand. There you go. That works. <laughs> that works. Go. All right. Um, so this uh, this uh, um, werewolf down here is grappled. Oh god. Um, is that end your turn? Do you have anything on your bonus action or no? That that was my bonus action. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry Ending your that. turn yeah. brings us to Mori. Mori. Uh, you're currently engaged with uh, one of these other werewolf, um, smaller werewolf creatures um, that's kind of behind um, behind where you were before. What do you do? All right, I'm going to attack that fella. Okay. Uh, 13 is going to hit. Or that was your damage. Wait a minute. Yes, so you rolled a 10, 10 to hit? Yes, sir. Uh, 10, unfortunately, is just going to barely miss. So you go in and try to come in with your maul, and it's able to kind of avoid it just barely. Just <sighs> um, You actually catch a little bit of the hair as you kind of, like, brush it off the side. Um, but unfortunately, it does miss. Uh, well, since I got him here, might as well give it a shot. Throwing the axe. I'm going to try it. 15 hits! For six points of damage, so you're able to um, again that same tactic you like to use. You swing and just try to throw that. How many hand axes do you have left? I've only got one. <laughs> I only got one more. Okay, um, there's a bunch of them all laying on the ground around you, but uh, yeah, so you got one more left. Um, um, ending your turn. Yes, sir. All right, that's going to bring us back around to his turn. Um, him standing in front of you is going to go for that attack. So we got a bite and a claw coming at you. Um, so that's going to be uh, an 18 to hit. That'll hit. All right. Um, for five points of damage, which I believe brings you down to zero. I am down. All right. Uh, and then the next one auto crits. Um, so it's a um, so you take two death saves. Um, and with you being down, he's free to kind of move, so he is going to, um, seeing that you're down, he's probably going to come over here, um, to flank, um, against your comrade there. Um, ending his turn, um, uh, brings us to dead werewolf, uh, brings us to lesser one. Uh, this guy, he's going to attempt to break the grapple. Um, so strength check, please. Over there, Mr. Uh, Tim, uh, Mr. Uh, Shirley. Mr. Red. <laughs> eight. He rolled an eight and you rolled a nine. Great. Uh, so he um, is unable to break the grapple. Um, and that actually uses his action. So he's just kind of locked in there. Um, brings us to Juliet. Uh, I see Mori go down. And this is the first person and that in a long time that I truly care about. So I'm really mad. Uh, I need, I'm going to figure out a way. Can I flank to the, um, can I flank with somebody where I can get to him? Um, I mean, you can get to him just by going here. 
Um, yep. But if you flank over here, you can attack this thing if that's what you're trying to do, or are you trying to stabilize him? Uh, I'm, there's no way I could stabilize uh, Mori, but I am able to attack the creature. Okay. Um, sure. We'll bring you down here. Okay. So is that advantage or no? Yes, it is. Sweet. Uh, 21 definitely hits, um, and I don't think that 10 is correct. It's 10 plus. Uh, so you rolled an 8 plus, th so that's 11 points of damage. Big chunk here coming in. Um, he's looking haggard now as well. And I'm just going to, like, egg him on like I want him to attack me. Okay. Uh, give me uh If you're taunting him, give me a persuasion check. Okay. Sure. I'll let you do that for a free action. Cool. Okay. Uh, with an 11, what do you say to taunt him? Uh, why don't you pick, a, pick on someone your own size? <laughs> Even though she's so small and so <laughs> tiny. <laughs> and, like, um, okay. very huge. All but right. she's, like, uh, so mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just kind of turns around and looks at you and just... <sighs> Um, ending your turn, Timic. Um, you here in your Elkham form, you actually can see from down the ways, you can see that Mori has fallen down there um, on the other side of the battlefield. What do you do? I'm going to move just, uh, just south of Mori. Okay. Um, if the one that you're engaged, if it's going to take attack of opportunity, but he is uh, engaged, um, so it will be a disadvantage. Or he is uh, grappled, so it will be a disadvantage. Uh, but still, that's a 13 to hit, uh, which hits your open form, um, but oh. only seven points of damage. Okay, so I'm going up there, and I'm going to get out of, uh, can I be two spaces down? And then I'm going to get spaces. out of elk form. Uh, yeah, right there. That's fine. Right here. Where are you pinged? Okay. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to get out of elk and form. Okay. And then so I can still I will... use Healing Word, right? Yes, you can. Alright, so I'm going to do that on Mori. Alright, so Healing Word on Mori. Go ahead and roll your d4 plus your spellcasting. Seven points Money. of healing. So, so, Mori, you kind of felt your... Um, you Last thing you remember is just your lights kind of going out. This creature coming in and just kind of raking you across... Biting into you and then um, as you're falling, kind of getting raked across the front. Um, but um, you kind of hear the sound of uh, Timic's words and a little bit of Dale going, come on, buddy, get up. Um, <laughs> and uh, you are able to uh, find yourself and recover. You are still prone, um, but you now have seven HP, which is much better than where you had before. Um, that end your turn, Timic? Yeah, I don't think I can do anything else. I think I use okay. all my so. Okay. <laughs> Um, brings us to, once I get the combat tracker here, brings to Shirley. Shirley, what do you do? You are currently flanked by two of these creatures, but you are grappling one of them. All right. I would like to suplex this one that I'm okay. grappling. Okay. All right. Go ahead and make your, uh, I believe it's just another arm strength at advantage, right? Yes, indeed. Let's All right, do go this. Ahead. Go for it. Let's see. But, uh... Bam. 
Double fours for a 10, unfortunately. <laughs> so you go to pick him up and it kind of avoids the uh, avoids the attack. Almost like a wrestler trying to counter suplex. You go to pick him up, it's like, Poof! it just kind of stays there. Yeah, he just like kind of drops his weight and I'm like, Ugh. but it's because he bit my arm. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, weakened. your arm is feeling really sore. Yeah, all right. At least I didn't drop him. All right, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna like kind of like hang on to him and be like, and, you know, if anybody wants to take a swing at this guy, now will be the time. <laughs> um, and with that, that brings us to Mori. Mori, uh, you are currently prone on the ground, but you are alive with a creature standing right next to you. All right, so I'm gonna stand up. All right, you stand up. And boy, you made me matter in a wet cat. <laughs> and I'm gonna try to smack him at advantage. Smack my advantage. All right. Yeah, 24 is definitely going to hit. Oh, ooh. 10 more points. Um, this thing's looking like it's it's on the brink of this. So you're coming with that mall. Whack! And you hit this guy again, kind of like in the shoulder, kind of where the, uh, um, where the kind of like bigger meat of the trap muscle is up there. And you just kind of sinks in and you almost, you hear the sound of crack, crack as it, you actually sink into and break the clavicle of this creature. Just crack. And you can see it's just kind of his arm dangling there as it can't kind of keep itself upright. Last uh, last hand axe. <laughs> last hand axe. You throw it, and the 15 is going to hit. So uh, go ahead and roll damage because you are flanking. Nine points. Uh, yeah, that's enough. So uh, you go ahead and you, you kind of, as it's kind of standing there, you then take your hand axe and you're able to kind of slash it. And you actually throw it and it sinks kind of right in the opposite side into the neck of this creature. And you kind of just see this gout of ichor come out of it and it falls. And I'm going to head on down this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that ends your turn. Sir. All right. It's going to bring us to a dead werewolf. It's going to bring us back to another dead werewolf. And then this one. Um, this one's still grappled. Um, it uh, it's now it's seen the death of its extra other fallen comrade. Um, yeah, uh, he's gonna try to escape as well. He's uh, doesn't want to be here now. <laughs> um, so um, it's gonna be a strength check from you, Shirley. Like that. Ooh, twenty-four. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, no, that. So he tries to get away, and he's just kind of. <laughs> Um, he's unable to get away. Um, Juliet? Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I go over to Shirley, holding on to the werewolf, uh, or what I, what I assume might be a werewolf. Um, and I'm just like, at this point, it's not even Juliet. It's just something else that's taken over. Okay. Uh, I'm shoving my blade if I can, in this thing's gut. All right, go for it. Advantage or no? Um, no, because no one's actually flanking. You could get into a position where you could be flanking, so yeah, I'll say yes. Okay, perfect. 15 hits uh, for eight points of damage. Um, so you are able to kind of sink your blade into its guts. Um, dealing a significant chunk, chunk of damage. This thing is looking very hurt, very similar to its friend. And as you stick that blade in, it kind of like grabs onto it and you pulls it out. 
and it just you could see the blood just kind of spilling out but none on your sword um and you guys kind of all see this juliet's eyes are kind of like glossed over white once again and uh she definitely something's going on um brings us to timic can i move myself uh yeah you should be able to move yourself yep i'm gonna go there and then we're throwing away from all right throwing whip away get him uh, an 11 hits for two points of damage. Yes. Um, is there anything else that Thornwhip does? Does it actually does it grapple or anything I, like that? You can pull a creature up to 10 feet closer to me. He's grappled, and I also don't want to pull him. So yeah, that, yeah, that wouldn't be good. No, I'm, I'm just yet, whipping so. him. Okay, just whip him good. All right, good. Uh, so you're able. Um, you guys I use that. Since I use the cantrip, I can still use a spell slot bonus action. Uh, you can use a bonus action spell slot. That's correct. Yeah, because you use a cantrip right. on your action. And who's uh, who's looking the worst, Shirley? Uh, um, right now, I would say Shirley. Yeah. All right, yeah, Shirley's uh, looking the worst. I'll use healing word on him. Okay, healing word. Uh, so four points of healing there for you, Shirley. So I took care of that for you. Um, awesome. Um, ending your turn? Yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, Shirley, uh, you hear kind of the encouraging words of Dale kind of uh, ringing in your head like, Come on, Red, you can do this. Don't give up. <laughs> All right. Then I'm just basically... I'm gonna, I want to make another unarmed strike, but basically okay. I'm just gonna like start like squeezing this thing. Like, I gave you your chance. Now it's time to go to sleep <laughs> for good. Uh, Twenty-five definitely hits for five points of damage. Um, and you said you suplex him. Like I'm just like literally just like squeezing it. Like, time to go uh, to sleep. Um, so you begin to do that, and you see this this werewolf faltering, but um, he's able to kind of um, he's able to kind of resist. He is looking really hurt, though. Like on the brink of death, hurt. Um, ending your turn. Yeah, that's that's it for me. Just gonna hold right. him there for Maury. Right here he comes. Hold him up. I'm gonna. Smack him like a punching bag. Smack him like a punching bag. At advantage, 25 definitely hits. For 11 points of bludgeoning damage. How do you want to do this? I just, as he's sitting there holding him, I just rear back with the maul and swing through and crack him across the side, ripping him out of, out of Shirley's hands and tossing him to the side. All right, and that's what you do. You picking up that maul you're able to kind of whack and again you you hear the sounds and all of you guys in the vicinity here that being that you're this close you hear the crunching of this creature's ribcage as this big giant spiked maul just kind of sinks in and just sticks and it does actually take him out of your grasp surely but um doesn't fall very far and this maul almost digs in almost halfway through until it hits the uh until it hits the spinal column, where it then just pushes him down to the ground. He just... Um, and doesn't get up. He is dead. 
He has no nice. more. Um, <sighs> one. Can we change the music here really quick? Yeah, it's barley. About time somebody else killed one besides Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> she is three for three. Moment, I don't know what's going. On. I don't know what's going on with Juliet at the moment. All right, so you guys. Does Juliet appear different after after killing these? You said she was in some kind of a rage, so... She was kind of enraged, and as everything kind of slowly calms down, um, you see her demeanor slowly but surely kind of... She's breathing heavily, but she slowly kind of comes back, and you see the pinks of her eyes kind of um, roll back into her head, and um, she appears to be herself now. What happened, guys? Did we win? Yeah. Oh, good. Thought we were in trouble there. Yeah, you, you didn't help much. <laughs> oh. That's not a oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe next time I can be I could be more help to you guys. I hope so. <laughs> Pick up your slack. <laughs> you were quite helpful enough. Thank you very much, Juliet. Um, so I did uh, help. You, you did indeed. You oh. always do. Oh. Well, thank you. Well, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I think I need to take a quick sit down. I'm uh, I'm not feeling so hot. Uh, sounds good to me. Can I inspect the bodies to see if these were maybe the people that we were looking for? Yeah, um, and yeah, go ahead and roll an investigation check, and you guys can all see this. Um, these creatures have now kind of morphed back into their regular um, humanoid forms. Uh, you do see um, that one is a dwarf, um, who you assume to be Hogar. Um, you do see another individual um, wearing a blue plaid shirt. Um, this person is a human. Um, and then you will also see another human um, looking figure, but this person uh, looks a little bit taller um, and doesn't really appear to be wearing lumberjack attire. And with that 18, Juliet, um, as you're kind of searching through these bodies on this kind of larger individual um, who is kind of wearing like almost common clothes, it's kind of uh, just normal, regular common clothes, also kind of disheveled. Um, also a human male um, with kind of like scraggly brown hair, um, you actually find a bottle um, on his person. I'm going to take and, the bottle. Uh, okay. And you also do find on his person a note. Um, and on that note, it actually says, For the bravery you seek, drink the entire contents of this for the strength larger than a pack of wolves. Okay. Signed, signed the alchemist. Um, the bottle that you have in your hand is empty. Hmm. I'm going to, like, is there, like, a little cap on it or a little something? Um, no. There isn't, actually. And uh, it's just a kind of a standard, like, kind of little glass bottle, kind of a big round bottom with a narrow kind of top. Um, it's much more of, like, an alchemist-looking bottle than, than like, uh, say, something you would drink, like, a... Um, 
a beer or anything like that out of it's it definitely looks like something that was brewed by somebody um in some sort of a laboratory of some sort i'm gonna smell it okay uh go ahead and give me it being yeah go ahead and give me just a uh, give me an arcana check i was gonna say yeah can uh, i help her with that can i assist on that because i'm trained in arcana me as well mm -hmm. yep I'll hand it you over go. to him. I'm training snowing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can absolutely hand it over. Um, whichever one you guys wants to make roll, you can do so at advantage, or you can roll individually. I'm you gonna go ahead, give, sir. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Red, and um, this is strange. This was on his body. Maybe it might smell of something that you remember, since I'm not really um, too familiar with Arcana. Okay. And, um, yeah, let me. Uh, so, an advantage of 13. Um, you kind of um, inspecting the bottle, you kind of, there's a little bit of residue back at the bottom, still kind of like clutching to the bottom of the bottle. You kind of give it a sniff. Um, it smells kind of sour. Um, not anything that would necessarily be any kind of food stuff. You do understand that it's probably some sort of some sort of potion of some sort. But other than that, you're kind of really, you're unable to kind of get the distinct details of what was actually a part of this bottle or what it might've contained. The note is just signed the alchemist. Correct. Okay. I think we need to find the alchemist. I would agree. Maybe I, the I'm... alchemist is the reason for this weird situation. Yes. I'm unfamiliar with this brew. Yeah, me either. Never seen anything like it. I don't know if this guy's going to be the reason behind or maybe a, a source of repair. I'm not sure. We're not going to be able to find anything out tonight. I think we should rest. Yeah. We should set a watch in case more of these creatures are about, although that seems to be. Are we on site five right now? You guys are currently at site five right now, yes. There's no, uh, no huts or anything around there that they would take their breaks in or? Um, you do kind of see a collection of some, just some general bags and materials and stuff like that kind of off to the side. Um, that would be kind of what you would think would be the general kind of, uh, like what you're describing. It's not necessarily a hut, but it just seems to kind of like a spot that they kind of like throw all their stuff, um, to kind of gather it all up if, whether it be food or, um, any kind of, uh, other supplies like axes and stuff like that, saws, all kind of, there's kind of like a pile of tools and some other, um, general sundries that you can see. What time of day is it? Um... Uh, the beginning of this fight was actually kind of at um, beginning beginnings of nightfall, but it is now um, night has um, begun to fall as you guys have been kind of talking a little bit and after inspecting the bodies and stuff like that. Um, it is nighttime. Um, it is probably close to getting around um, during this time, although the sun's staying. Uh, so it's probably getting close to 8, 30, 9 o'clock by standard um, hours time. Okay. Yeah, um, then I'll kind of gather up the supplies to make uh, fire, 
just some kindling okay. and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'll light it with my prestidigitation and uh, sing a song of rest. Okay. Um, like, are you guys taking a short rest or a long rest here? I would like to take a long rest. Yeah, a long rest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you guys begin to kind of set everything up that you guys need for a long rest. Um, with that being said, I will need can someone give me a survival check to just kind of um, disguise your campsite if that's what you guys are trying to do um, as you're kind of sitting here, or you guys can just cap out in the wide open wilderness if you choose to do so. That's fine too. Are any of you proficient in? Uh... Survival? I am partially proficient. I'm a jack of all trades. You're, you're halfway proficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know a thing or two, but I wouldn't be opposed to someone else trying it. I can give yeah. it a shot if you don't mind. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I even am. That's an, an 11. 11. Um, Juliet, you are... You are actually... <coughs> um, excuse me. <coughs> Man, jeez. <laughs> so you. Um, you are proficient in survival, Juliet, with a plus three. Okay, I'll give it... If it's still okay, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, that's fine. I'll let you guys make separate rules. All right, and a 19. So you guys are able to kind of... Um, you guys are able to kind of gather up any kind of kindling and firewood. You are kind of made, able to, with uh, Juliet, between you and Maury, you're able to kind of um, form up enough of the foliage and kind of surrounding plant life and kind of create a little bit of a disguise, especially for um, the fire that uh, Shirley is lighting, just to kind of keep it um, shielded from any um, bumps going on in the night. Um, like that howl you just heard. So, um, as you guys... Uh, begin to um, set everything down. Who is going to be taking the first night's watch? I can take the first watch. Okay. I'll take second. Okay. I'll, I'll take third. I'll take fourth. Alright, one, two, three, four. Um, so, Timmick, go ahead and give me a perception check. Wow. Twelve. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Plus five in your perception helped you there. Um, so you're able to kind of, as you're sitting there, um, you kind of still hear kind of the sounds of just different woodland-like creatures. You hear kind of the squawks of uh, crows, and um, you hear the hooting of owls um, as you're kind of sitting there. Um, but um, and even though you can hear them, and you you actually can understand them given your um, your ability to kind of understand animals. Um, but while you sit there. Um, Nothing really catches your attention. Everything seems pretty calm. Um, you and Dale have um, a conversation um, about what just happened. Um, but other than that, nothing really uh, catches your attention. Um, who is number two? Was that you, um, Juliet? Or is that Red? No. That was Red. Oh, right. Red. Okay, Red, go ahead and give me your perception check. 15. Um, as you sit there as well, um, you're able to kind of sit, you hear again, kind of the rustling. You hear at one point, you um, hear a couple, like a twig snapping. Um, you 
go to investigate it, but you find that it's just a, a squirrel kind of running around, um, kind of amongst the leaves and stuff like that. And um, you guys have all noticed this too. Like, again, it's still kind of fall time, even though it shouldn't be. Um, it's kind of strange. Um, but you guys are, you're able to kind of keep your wits about you and you don't get too, um, you don't get too um, anxious about like the kind of little creatures kind of wandering around, but your, and your watch goes on without issue. Uh, Juliet? Okay. Six. Okay. Um, you take a nap. No. Um, so you, um, um, during your night's watch, you actually, um, you're kind of engrossed with kind of like everything that just happened in the rage that you were in. Um, and as you sit there, a voice comes to you. Hmm. Haven't heard from you in a while. Yes. That was really good back there. I appreciate it. Hmm. Last time you said you appreciated something, you, you gave me the blade. That's right. You've done well. So is you taking over, is that something that's going to be going to happen often? Mm. Only... Only when it is necessary. Mm. When... When you're able to uh, turn yourself over to the emotions inside of you, just know that I will be there. Noted not to turn myself to the emotions. (laughs) Come, come now. Mm. Our relationship hasn't been bad. I've given you the tools that you need in order to survive. Done nothing to harm you. Why do you hold back? Well, one, you haven't showed me your face. Two, you only come out when I'm in battle. And three, my sword drinks blood. And I appreciate that. I'm always there. Don't you worry. We'll be able to do a lot together. Mm. I can tell. That's reassuring. It should be. Now. You should go. I believe you're supposed to wake up that, uh, dragon friend of yours good job my Juliet and as he kind of says that last word you almost hear the sounds of a as he kind of leaves your mind more Maury your watch go ahead and give me a perception check 
eight. Uh, so as you sit there, you hear the sound. In your, no, I'm just kidding. Um, as you sit there, you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the heck's um, going on? Um, you kind of continue to kind of tend to your wounds and kind of bandage them up. Uh, you you had a pretty rough go there last night, so you're a little bit t- you're a little bit more exhausted than you normally would be. Um, it's kind of affecting your ability to kind of keep watch, but you were able to kind of um, you do you do your due diligence to kind of keep your mind and clear as best you can. You get a little bit anxious every once in a while, so you kind of get hyper vigilant and kind of um, get a little bit too over perceptive um to an extent but you are um able to complete your night's watch without issue nothing happens over the course to interrupt and morning comes to you so you guys all can take your long rest there is a way to do that in foundry virtual tabletop if you guys want to give it a shot um if you go into your character sheet you can actually just click the little long rest button um that is below your hit dice wait that's what's what did that wrong there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Um, there it is. Long rest and recovery hit point. Good. Um, so you guys arise to a glowing um, fall sky. Um, there is currently nothing about. Um, you guys are able to kind of... Um, Start your day and um, continue on your adventure. Where should we go next? Back to town, I would imagine. We'll have to speak with Roburn about the disappearance and also with. Period. You think maybe we should take a quick scan around Site 5? We didn't have much time last night, and it was getting dark, but just see if there's anything around this site. Maybe Alchemist could be out here somewhere. This is only happening on Site 5. Could be held up in a cave somewhere. Howie, is it still foggy? Um, the fog kind of dissipated during your, um, after your encounter with the, uh, with the, um, kind of ghost figure. Um, okay. there was kind of always a low fog in general, but now that morning has come, the fog has lifted. Um, it seems that, and you would know this, uh, Timic, you would know this, that the, the fog kind of starts to roll in once the, uh, it gets closer into the afternoon, evening hour. So you're able to kind of, like, um, relay that to everyone else. Would I okay. know any cave locations in this area that it could uh, be uh, the alchemist hiding in or living in um go ahead and give me a let me think about this uh i would say history but i don't think that's really appropriate for this situation so go ahead and give me give me a nature check Seven. Um, you know of a couple different hovels and stuff like that, but nothing that would stick out as being like you visit the, of the caves that you know of and visited. There wasn't anyone really held up inside of them, so nothing really that you, comes to mind when you think about it. Okay. All right. 
Um, then I guess I'm just gonna scour the site, um, unless somebody else is better at investigating than me. I don't know. I think we should all kind of go around here and take peeks in different areas. It's a, it's a big site. It is. I'll take a look on, on one side of the site. Okay. I will as well. I'll see what we can find. I'm looking for any kind of maybe shoe tracks or um, just anything that seems misplaced or out of the ordinary. Okay. I want to look for more of those bottles. There you go. She only found, she only found the one, right? Um, correct. She only found the one. I can't find my own feet. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Let's see here. Um, with those investigation checks, uh, you guys are able to kind of walk around um, the general site, um, and you're able to kind of. Um, you're able to turn over a lot of the uh, the different equipment and stuff like that that's here. You're able to kind of, um, you find a number of different kind of, uh, um, for your purposes, uh, Morharan, you actually do find a total of um, four more axes that could serve as hand axes. So you can actually add that to your inventory if you want to. Um, but um, other than that, you don't really find a lot to kind of go on. You um, can continue to kind of search around you kind of see where like there's some personal effects um of some individuals um that you gather might be of the individuals that you see here that you um defeated as a result of um whatever kind of curses kind of come upon them um but other than that there doesn't really seem to be a whole lot giving you a lot of indication of um why they turned this way Okay, so real quick, we found we fought four werewolves, correct? Or or what we assume to be werewolves? Um, yeah, and and based on like kind of your general understanding of like uh, not necessarily the area, but just kind of your general understanding of like um, some of the stories you were told as kids and stuff like that as you were growing up, especially you, Red, uh, being uh, a learned individual um, as a noble, you would uh, kind of discern that this is probably uh, some sort of werewolf or lycanthropy that's kind of taken on these uh, individuals. Okay. And there were four lumberjacks. There was Gerald, Henry, Scott, and Hogar. And they all all the ones that were there match those descriptions of the, the last three that were missing? Um, of, so the only one that wasn't making sense, so the you, um, you did find what you believe to be Scott and Hogar. Um, okay. You also found that burned individual that you're not sure who it is. It could be Gerald, it could be Henry. Um, but then you also found this third individual that doesn't really match the description of any of the individuals that you know of. Okay, um, that's what I missed. I thought maybe that was Scott. Okay. No, no, unfortunately, no. I mean, not unfortunately, but that was not Scott. So Scott uh, um, was a lumberjack as well. 
um, indicated by the uh, the plaid shirts um, <laughs> that uh, we know of so well. Um, but no, unfortunately, um, that last individual, um, strange. It's kind of just not adding up. Henry's, yeah, I, for all I, you I, know, I, Henry's still missing. Yeah, um, I, I feel like, too, that's something that, Like, this is a small community. Mm. Like, they would know if there was another person out here. So this has to be some sort of outside influence. This is definitely some sort of outside influence. But who would gain from destabilizing this region? Or what would gain? Mm. Been trying to stop these lumberjacks for years. Why didn't I think of the werewolves? Oh, because there's always, always some overlord that's trying to take over the world, isn't there? <sighs> Throughout our history, there have been a fair few, but I like to feel that most people have come to an enlightenment in this age. I could be wrong, though. I'm young yet. Um, what do you guys think? Well, I think we need to figure out who the alchemist is. I think that's our only lead at this point. Yeah, I mean, we looked around here. There ain't no track, so you can't find this missing. Whoever this fourth person is that we can't find, Henry, Gerald, I no idea where they would be right now. Yeah. Well, I suppose I hate how far is it back to the we didn't bring the wagon with us did we no we left it back at the uh, at the, the lumberjack person the main camp yeah. <laughs> the main camp yep well <sighs> Timic, might I impose upon you to carry a body or two in your elk form? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Or I could turn to that little dog again. I feel like the elk might be slightly more helpful in this instance. Oh. Are you sure I... you don't want to turn back into Chihuahua? Because he was really cute. <laughs> as adorable as that may be, it would we have three bodies to carry. I can manage one, but at first yeah. I was at least as big as me, so. Yeah, I'll turn back into elk and bring him back to the cart. Okay, I'll, I'll grab uh, here the door for the other guy, Hogar. Mm -hmm. I don't want, I don't want the big burly dragonborn to have to, you know, carry any of the weight well i assumed he would carry another one to my <laughs> he can he can carry the elk carrying the bodies yeah, i got you <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah so I, I think that's the plan then is to uh we'll gather up the three bodies and we'll take them back to the lumber camp back i can, the lumber yard 
I can drag the dwarf body through the forest if you want. No, he's on. He's on my back. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll grab uh, whichever you know one of the other two bodies then, and, and I'll I'll take one. Thank you very much, sir. <clears throat> and then I think we'll start our trek back. Okay. Can you prop the body up on me so it's holding my antlers? So it's like a weekend at Bernie's thing, like he's riding me. <laughs> Please. That will make it simpler, but we'd like to give them some modicum of respect in death. Glasses on him, too. <laughs> uh, a dark humor. <laughs> he's He has such a great personality when he's in elk form. <laughs> I actually can't even talk when I'm in elk form. I was so. going to say, I'm assuming this whole time Juliet is just translating for us. He's like, I, am. Wah, 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 wah. I absolutely <laughs> am. I've, I've cast to speak what animal and I've been having a conversation with Tim this whole time. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you guys, uh, I, I, you guys are having this conversation as you're kind of meandering your way and you are able to kind of take, um, do you take the third body of the taller individual with you as well? Yeah. 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 That's the one I'm carrying. Okay. Um, so yeah. So um, in your elk form, you can take uh, you can take both of those individuals, no problem. Um, you, Maury, if you're going to be carrying that person, it's going to slow you down if you do it by yourself. Um, I'll, I'll but, assist him. Yeah, but between like a couple of you, you should be able to kind of carry him around. Um, you guys travel the better part of a couple hours um, or a few hours, and you guys find yourself back um, at this log uh, bridge that you encountered um, a certain. Uh, ghostly figure um um the day before um but um you guys are able to cross this bridge without issues uh you are able to kind of continue on and you are able to make it back after the better part of um the morning you get there probably about mid afternoon you finally do arrive back at the lumber yard um, which if you guys remember the lumber yard um you guys kind of see that there's very large piles of logs kind of um um, sporadically kind of put about you see a number of individuals kind of all dressed in um, different shades of plaid um, kind of all meandering around and walking about um, helping mount put logs onto carts um, offloading some uh, con continue to kind of create this kind of um, the, the lumber um, business or the, uh, the log business is still continuing they haven't stopped um, but you do notice that a number of the piles that were there the night the day before are a little bit smaller and it doesn't appear that they're being replenished as quickly as they were before um and uh you guys arrive and you guys do see um you guys do see your cart um it was kind of pulled around to the back of the office there um and kind of behind a little gated area um that they have there at the main office kind of there in the front um for this particular lumber yard um gotta wait for a couple of the guys uh i'm gonna go if you guys want we can go inside and, and talk to him and see what he says yes we should seek out oliver again he will know or... who these people might be hopefully he uh, can identify this one fella right he he will be the best source of information here um i i would just you know kind of like help load these guys basically into the cart with the other body. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, easy enough. You're able to kind of take the bodies off of the back of Timic very easily. They kind of kind of slump off. Uh, as you guys kind of walk through the camp, did, did you guys cover these guys or these individuals, or are they just kind of slumped over his back? I mean, I don't think I didn't have anything to cover them with. Like maybe I no. I would take over like um like my jacket and throw it over, you know, mm -hmm. once we got into camp, but otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you guys do see a number of uh, individuals as you're kind of walking through, kind of like give you guys an eye as you guys are kind of walking with um, could possibly quite very well be a number of their friends um, that they knew just days prior. Um, we found them you... like this. <laughs> <laughs> and they just kind of like, um, they just kind of like turn away once they notice that you've taken, you've acknowledged them um, going forward. And you guys are able to offload them onto the back of that cart um, with the uh, other burned body, which um, right now is starting. I mean, it was burned, so it's not giving a terrible smell, but it's giving like an old burned meat smell, like you get when you, uh, if you cook, um, if you cook like ground beef in your kitchen and you leave it out for too long, it's starting to get that kind of like, kind of like earthy, like smell. turned smell. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you, sir. Yeah. No, nobody around here wants to eat that. Not you sure, Maury? Yeah, no, uh, it's apparently not not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we took that away from our talk at the tavern. <laughs> okay, so uh, should we knock on on the door again? I think it's the best course of action. Yeah. Um. I'll uh, I'll go up and rap on Oliver's door. Uh, yeah, come in. And I'll step in. Um, <clears throat> yeah, excuse you me. Guys enter, you enter that similar familiar chamber with him, kind of sitting there running. He kind of looks up at you and he goes, "And you have his attention." Uh, let's see, slightly worse for the wear, bandaged and uh, somewhat still bloodied. Um, yeah. Uh, I believe we found some more of your missing lumberjacks. They're in oh. same condition as the last one we brought you. It's burned alive as well. Uh, not burned, but slain. Oh, uh, right. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, he kind of like stops and kind of puts some of his stuff down and he um, takes a second and you can kind of see this like almost this look of like um, calm, not defeat is the word, but just kind of like um, resignation, resignation of like what he's about to walk into here um, about what he's about to look at. Yeah. And he um, kind of pushes himself back from the chair and gets up and um, he kind of leads you all back out, um, turns around and locks the door once again um, to the office and um, you lead him out back um, to the bodies um, where um, he kind of uh, examining them, he kind of looks at them really quickly and just yeah, well, that's Scott and uh, that's Hogar um I don't know who the fuck that is, but um, 
did these guys uh, turn into similar individuals that are the wolf creatures you guys talked about before? They were. The the man you were unable to identify uh, seemed to be leading them. Ah. He kind of just like, takes a second and goes, well, I don't claim to know what uh, my guys do in their own personal lives, but uh, this doesn't seem like the individual that these guys would hang out with. Uh, I mean, um, yeah. So at this point, uh, can I, because I don't think I investigated the body of this guy earlier. Um, I just want to kind of like, and I'll, I'll explain to Oliver, like, as I'm, like, kind of going through this guy's, like, you know, opening up his shirt, that kind of thing. Like, I'm not familiar with the area, so if you can help me in identifying, um, or is there any kind of uh, gangs, or is there any kind of anyone who is trying to, you know, uh, force you out of this area, you know, recently? Um, I mean, other than your, uh, are you still an elk? No, I, I assume it took longer, uh, about an hour to get back. So yeah, yeah. So um, he kind of was like, "Well, um, well, other than your friend over here, no, uh, no one's really kind of been trying to stop us necessarily. I mean, there's, I mean, it behooves the town to kind of keep this business going, or else we can't really uh, provide what we need to for the for the for the." Uh, for the kingdom, I I can't imagine a reason why anybody would want to mess with it other than I don't know, just to cause chaos. I guess I'm I'm not really 100 percent sure what someone's motivation would be to mess with this business. I don't think they were trying the business. I think they were just using your men as tests. And you may be right there. See what they can do for further gains. Hmm. You still got that bird, by the way? Yeah, he has a name now. It's Dale. Ah. It was kind of weird when you always would call him Bird when you come and visit and, you know, kind of hug the trees as we were trying to cut him down. Hmm. He was a bird. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dale works. He is the kindest, most sweetest bird you will ever meet. Yeah. He is what he is. Um, well, right. Don't disrespect Dale. I wasn't. I'm just saying there's better birds in the world. Hey, man, <laughs> fuck you. <Yeah>. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, you just see him up there, like, start pecking him in the top of the yeah, head. Exactly. You just see him, like, kind of like, you feel like a little sensation, like, like he's, like, trying to eat at your, like, chest hair. All right. Well, this leaves us with one missing, and we don't know if that's Gerald or Henry at this point. Uh, but is there is you know of anything beyond Site Five, or were were you out there at all to inspect, or were they uh. kind of like the advanced crew? Um, I mean, I go out and we inspect all the different sites before we start, uh, harvesting the trees from there. Um, 
but we don't i mean we kind of do some like i have a few guys that kind of just do some general scouting around everywhere just trying to find like the biggest trees if that's what you mean um but uh I mean, as far as, like, my knowledge of the area and our men, like, I, we we all are pretty tight for the most part. I mean, I, we, I know we say we lose people all the time, but, like, we, it's the only way we can kind of, like, get through the day is to kind of continue to kind of support each other in any way we can. Um, you don't seem very upset about these deaths. <sighs> Have you ever been someone that... Uh, people have looked up to people have had to turn to kind of turn to to kind of keep everything steady try to keep everybody from kind of going down a bad path nope well when you've been doing this as long as I have and unfortunately you've seen as much uh As much of this as I have had. So men getting tough. turned into no, I, no. We like I said, we do lose men. It's uh, it's not as often as uh, this, but um, I'm the one that has to take the brunt of it and let the families know, let the uh, workers know, let everyone know, and. It never gets easy, but you learn to cope a little bit, and you learn to stay strong for those around you, because if everyone's looking to you as their rock, and you can't be that for them, you can't lead. It's a hard thing, and you are a hard man. Nolgrim appreciates your sacrifice and the sacrifice of your men. Uh, can we have the address to where Hogar lives so that way he can go drop off his body? Um, yeah. Um, he, uh, he, hold on, and he kind of walks back around. He leads uh, a couple of you, or all of you, depending on who wants to go with him. Um, back into the office and he's able to kind of he you see him kind of thumb through some files and he's able to procure a few of the addresses of um, both Scott and Hogar um, Scott being the kind of uh, younger um, gentleman uh, who um, not like just kind of he's more of a newer lumberjack relatively young and um, um, and as you get, you guys know, he not much known about him, but then Hogar, you do know, is the one with the wife and kids, and he uh, and Oliver um, explains that to you. Like, I don't, I don't know who you'd, uh, I don't know where you'd bring Scott. Uh, he was just kind of a one-man guy when he came into town. I don't know if he's got any significant others or anything like that in town. He kind of stayed to himself. But uh, Hogar's got a wife and kids. If you're looking to drop the body off. Yep. We'll drop the poor bastard off. Okay. What about the other guy you don't know? Where the hell did he come from? Is there a cleric about in town? Um, well, there's not really there's not really a major place of worship, if that's what you mean. Uh, so if there is any clerics, it, 
they might be people who claim to be clerics, but they may not actually be clerics now. Um, um, there are some... Nah, I can't think of any. I mean, there's some strange folk, but I don't... No one that I think is looking for the... What are you guys looking to do? Uh, there are certain spells that can be used to preserve ones who have passed, and if we can preserve him in his current state... It would be better for identification purposes down the road. Hmm. Yeah, no, I... I can't say that I know of any in town. Uh, you, you'd have better luck closer into, like, Nolgrim or something like that. Like, a bigger kind of city. Um, as far as that's kind of concerned. Oh, thank you. I mean, you, if... might, you might find luck in Deer Meadow, but I, I, I doubt it. I mean, they're not much larger than we are. There might be a couple people that might be offering services, but there isn't necessarily like a holy site there, I would think. I think we got all we need from from here. I think so. I'll, I'll hang back just a minute uh, if everybody else is going to mm. leave the building. I'll okay. I'll, okay. I'll look back at Red and I'll just go, like, oh, all right. I was going to say, I'll just kind of like, you know, give like a, I'll be right with you kind of nod. Okay. Uh, and then once everybody else is left, I'm going to ask if there's any alchemists in town. Alchemists. Um... Not that I can, uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I mean, there is a, I mean, there's a blacksmith. I don't know of any alchemist that, like, necessarily sets up shop there. I mean, we sometimes get traders kind of traveling through, and I, there might have been an alchemist that's traveled through, but I don't know if there's anyone that's, I don't think, there's no one that's set up shop or anything like that and has a permanent site. And no one who, who comes frequently for, you know, like a town fair or anything like that. Okay. Not that, not that I can think of, no. Uh, this could also be useful in our to preserve a body so yeah um oh i understand i'm i'm gonna take out uh oh let's see i have no way of money um uh, and i'm gonna i'm just gonna simply explain to him like i don't know uh what the average wages are um and please do not take offense if this is too little but I'm going to hand him three gold pieces um, and say for your time and services. Um, I mean, I appreciate the generosity, but uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, don't worry about it. I, I, the only thing you'd be doing would be helping me buy another drink, and I, I don't need that right now. Understood. If you ever find yourself in Nelgrim, come by the keep and tell the bread sent you. Uh, I don't leave these parts very often, but if I ever do, I'll um, I'll keep that in mind. And I'll give him a you know slight nod and head out. 
while all, right. all this was happening, I have been talking to the bird. Okay. <laughs> that okay. guy was so disrespecting. Yeah, like what the fuck was up with that? I am I am generally very upset for you. And I'm I'm petting him. I'm petting his little bird head. Um do, Timic, uh, do you let her take the bird and kind of pet him, or do you just like have him sitting in your beard and you're just kind of pet it? Like, I assume so, she has a hand inside my beard right now. Yeah, that's what I thought so too. So she's just kind of like feeling your feeling. Well, nope. Okay, I've got to do this the right way. Uh, she's just kind of like palming into your beard a little bit, kind of like yeah, um, yeah, um, and yeah. Uh, so Dale just kind of continues to kind of like yeah, that was kind of a. Uh, that was kind of mean of him, wasn't it? How does that make you feel? Well, not good. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> kind of sucks. That feels good. That feels good. Right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yep. <laughs> Why are you well, nice to me? Because you're cute. And oh. I like cute things. I just come around the corner and just see Julia with her hand like shoved inside of Timmy's beard. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> and and Maury's just kind of sitting over in the corner, just going, "Yep, <laughs> this is what Dude, I that's... expect. This is my partner. <laughs> this is normal. Okay, this is the new normal." Gotcha. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Timmy, she's really getting to know your beard in your beard in ins and outs of it as well. Oh. Timmy, you, you have a twig in your beard. Yeah, saving it for later. <laughs> <laughs> I put it back in. That's one of my yeah. spell components. Oh my so, god, that is the coolest thing ever. So this is where you keep your spell stuff at. Yeah. Well, this makes sense now. That's why it feels so heavy. I have a ton of those in there so I can do Thorn Whip. So this is where the thorn whip happens. That's right actually from, right from the beard. That's yeah, it's a, kind of freaky when he does it because he almost gets me every time. Can you be more no. careful from the bird? Uh, the bird chose to live in my beard. I didn't choose the bird to live in my beard. I, I think it's this warm. is a healthy relationship. <laughs> this is right. I'm just I'm re I'm repeating what the bird is kind of like saying to the guys. Mm -hmm. Dale is just like he like I can just see it like being his nest and like every time he just reaches in and like rips out part of his nest. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. It's like, like you're gonna shove any more of those back in here sometime. Oh shit! Um, uh, I will explain to the party then. My interactions with Oliver, and that since we hadn't discussed the alchemist, I wanted to basically probe mm -hmm. him and see if he, you know, kind of had any tells or if he knew about this alchemist, but he did not appear to. So mm. maybe Roburn will know. Mayhaps he seems to be well informed. Um. I don't even know where to. I, I guess we we gotta take these these four bodies back into town. 
I think that's the right place to start. Yeah. I can give the body to the to Holgar's family. Or not. I think we'll pass that duty along to Shirley. He, uh, we can help him carry him, but uh, he yourself. seems to be a little bit more of a wordsmith. I mean... I was just going to say, your husband's dead. Here's his body. I, I, I think a little something more highfalutin is what we need here. <sighs> Suit yourself. I'm easy. I don't know those fancy words either, so I'm probably not the best person to get in there and say anything. You seem to do all right with it, though. I will certainly try. This will be test for me uh yeah so i i think i i might ask oliver like one for one more favor just uh a tarp to cover the wagon uh if we don't you know since we just use like a bedroll for the first yeah, and he's and he's able to kind of procure something for you so you can kind of cover them up so you can kind of conceal them as you go into town yeah okay yeah all right so you guys heading back to Timberwood? Yes, yep. indeed. All right. As you guys begin to venture out and back into the woods where you encountered the first um, werewolf creature um, that you um, discovered in your journey. We're actually going to go to break because uh, we went a little bit long, but uh, we're going to go to break now. Um, so with that said, uh, we are doing that dice giveaway again tonight. Uh, so what you need to do is you got to make sure you're following the channel. You also have to then put in the special code word here in the chat and the special code word tonight is lycanthropy so if you put lycanthropy into the chat you will get uh, a chance to win some dice so go ahead and do that and uh, we'll be back here after the break so see you guys then and welcome back everyone so the winner of our dice giveaway um is big spoon 223 so congrats, Big Spoon. Uh, we will um, um, we will get in contact with you very shortly if we haven't already, and just to get some uh, contact information and get that sent out to you um, right away. But um, we uh, kind of we left off. You guys are kind of in your uh, carriage now, kind of headed back towards Timberwood. So, what do you guys want to do? Um, the guy back there was talking uh, to make about you trying to save the trees and what was what is that story I've lived in this forest for many years and then they started cutting it down wasn't just gonna sit there and let that happen I went out there and I stole their axes and you know protected my home. A lot of weird shit lives in that forest. No, I've never encountered any of that stuff before. Has it always been that weird? The weirdest thing I've ever seen is mating season. What's that like? What's that like? Use yep. your imagination, Juliet. I know what mating season looks like in the Underdark. 
And that's something you need should you should yeah, you should use your imagination for. <laughs> and oh. it's at this point where you all see where Red gets his nickname from because he is like right red like he's just like whipping the you know carriage like yep we gotta get to town now is this conversation making you uncomfortable red yeah, um uh, i think i need a drink and like he's gonna hand the reins to timic and like just like take his water bottle out like i can absolutely use a drink it's been far too long i'm far too sober Well, I can't help you there. Should have bought an extra bottle of that stuff. We <laughs> have to plan better the next time we head out. Kind of hard to buy it, though, with uh, nothing in my pocket. Well, I mean, we're helping the town. Yeah, we're I'm all doing for our this, due diligence. Uh, I do. I do enjoy some of this uh, charity work. Uh, just like we did for old Jeb there, but I'm thinking eventually I got to do a little better than a night's sleep. I think we can we could manage something. There was that thing on the billboard about 50 gold. What job was that? I don't remember what it was. But it seemed one of people getting attacked on the roads. Maury, was that was that what it was? I don't I, remember. I, I was quite drunk. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I stopped reading after fifty gold. <laughs> um, I'm starting to think maybe we should have took that instead of the cobalt. Did you get a reward for those kobolds? A night stay really. in the hotel. That's about it. That's all we got for killing rats. Yeah. Come to think of it, I I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I tend to forget more than reputation out here, and I'm gonna kind of like look at my own coin purse, you know, just offhandedly. What's your story here, Red? I assume you're some sort of musical magical man I am classically trained uh, yes. uh, I hail from Nolgrim uh, so I'm what you might call city folk this is my first time really uh, seeing the sights and um I've not been, well, disappointed, to put it lightly. But uh, I still have much to learn, it is clear. Seems like we all got a lot to learn, don't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. how to negotiate a contract. Definitely uh, that one. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I love my bird. <laughs> yes. He's a very kind bird. No, you can have him. I'll find a new one if you want. Jeez. She doesn't even have a beard. Where the heck's he going to live? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to grow a beard either. 
He I seems don't... he seems happy in your beard. Oh, well, I guess he can stay then. I didn't tell him to leave. He said if you think he has a better place to go, he can go. <laughs> what does what does Dale say to that? <laughs> um so you say like what do you think about that Dale? And uh he saying that you you hear and go well, he does always keep putting sticks in here, so I don't have to go look for him anymore. And there's usually some stuff that's, like, crawling around here that I can eat, so I really don't have to go anywhere else for that either, so it's... It's kind of the perfect gig, really. I mean, I don't have to go anywhere, and everything's pretty much taken care of. It's a one-stop shop, huh? Yeah, it's basically the Walmart of uh, beards. What are you going to do, <laughs> Dale, if I get a cat to live in my beard? Um... Well, first I would have to say that your cat's pr your uh, cat's either really small or your beard's really big. Um, but uh, well, I guess I have to find another beard. I don't know. <laughs> now I need to get enlarge reduce specifically so I can enlarge his beard. <laughs> Please. Just, bah, just the beard, nothing else. Just the beard. <laughs> Mario, we've been traveling for a little bit. But yet, I don't really know anything about you. Uh, there's not much to know. I, uh, I think we all have a little bit of a past, but nothing out of the ordinary, I'd say. <clears throat> have any of you made it up to Nulgrim? I can't Never. say that I have. Well, uh, I would very much like to show you around sometime if we should make it that far. Like a, a small fishing village? A little bit larger than that. Is it as big as this, uh, this city we're in now? This place is pretty big. And I'm kind of going to... I'm sorry, did you say City? Yeah, this uh, this timberwood here. Ah, ah, um, that is what is known as a hamlet, um, mm. where I'm from, which is to say a small settlement, similar to the the hamlet that I grew up in. Very small, close knit. I can appreciate that. I can see what makes it charming. Yeah, I spent most of my time in the woods. Uh, not as too. talented at it as, uh, as our friend Timic here, but uh, didn't have much choice uh, at a young age. Uh, kind of just got sent out on my own way and just didn't see the need to find myself in large cities. If we had met earlier, we could stop these lumberjacks dead in their tracks. I think so. If I'd, uh, if I'd found my way this way a little bit sooner, I think we could have done some, some pretty good. You know how many small critters have died because of uh, these trees being chopped down? Counted. I don't, I mean, I don't even really know what they're doing. Why do they even need the trees? 
timber would, I guess, build more houses to make the city bigger. The city's always expanding. Can't you do that with mud and rocks? I was happy in my little mud and rock hut in the woods. Except for every time it rained. It got washed yep. away. Oh. And therein lies the issue. With timber and stones to make structures will last not just for your lifetime, but your children's lifetime. And you can Boy, improve the way of lives of not just yourself, but many. But they're killing squirrels and chipmunks every time they cut down a tree. He's that got is a point. An unfortunate side effect, yes. That's but where Dale comes from. His tree that his nest was in was cut down and I, he flew into my beard by accident and he just stayed. Oh. Mayhaps at some point we'll be able to negotiate or I'm, I'm not sure of the word I'm looking for here, but um, build a grove where we can harvest the lumber and not injure our woodland friends. I mean, I, I do have to say it's I don't really like the fact that they're cutting it down, but on the other hand, I've never seen a shipmunk pay anything with gold, so it puts me in a weird space, you know? But chipmunks are cute. Yeah. I'm cuter with money, I think. Chipmunks are good for getting the scratches on your back you can't reach. I got a lot of those, too. I'm not as, that would be a neat trick. I'm not as flexible as I used to be. Just get a chipmunk to climb up your back. With the nice little claws, it feels real nice. Do you have a chipmunk in your beard? That no. we can try this out? No. Chip? Ah. Chip and Dale? Well, that worked out pretty perfect right there, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Episode later, we walked right into that one. <laughs> now we'll find out. <laughs> Sounds like... No, let's try to find one. Give it a home. Dale, would you like a, a chipmunk companion? Well, as long as he doesn't take up too much room in here, it probably wouldn't be too bad. He can scratch your back if you need him to. Um, I think he'd annihilate my back, but thanks for the offer. <laughs> mm. I love him so much. <laughs> you know, Marty, uh, on just, just a side note real quick, uh, back there, when, when you thought we pretty much almost lost you if it wasn't for Timicare. I was actually kind of worried. Well, uh, I appreciate that, darling. I didn't mean to scare you any, but uh, I've, it wouldn't have been the first time I've gone down. I'm sure it won't be the last. It's uh, kind of part and parcel with the territory, you know? It's uh, I don't mean to make you nervous in any way when that happens but 
just know if it's my time, I guess it's my time. You didn't make me nervous. I have a sword that drinks blood. After that, nothing makes me nervous. Well, hey, if I ever go down and he's thirsty, he's welcome to mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd rather not feed that monster. All right, well. If he gets a hankering for it, you know where I'm at. Nah, I, I think I could find <laughs> some sort of werewolf lumberjack. <laughs> well, apparently there's plenty of those around, too. More her on. I I think maybe you may be a little too giving. Uh, definitely a thing to work on there. Blood is hard to come by. Well, I mean, if I'm if I'm not needing it anymore, might as well, right? Kind of the same way I felt about that gentleman, you know. I mean, hey, he's. His body's not being used anymore. Somebody might as well enjoy it. <laughs> You're not supposed to eat people. Well, you can over this. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that now. Uh, just thought you'd hate to really waste it. How about we make a deal? How about if we can't find Scott's family or anything? You can eat Scott. Oh well, he's the, he's sport now, so it ain't it ain't gonna do me no good. But uh, I'm just saying, this is sometimes when life passes you by, you just hope somebody else can enjoy what remains. So when life gives you bodies, just eat them. Or if life goes away, somebody else can use your blood, I guess. When in doubt, someone dies, just eat them. Not I'm everybody. Brain cell. I mean, we'll, have, we'll have to workshop this. Yeah, I think we can. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I can get you guys on board someday, but. I, I've, I've heard a few tales about my grandfather's campaigns that uh, I'm not sure my mother would approve if I knew them. But uh, people do things in survival situations. And uh, I think that's what Morhan's getting at, is that, you know, if you can help someone else when you're beyond help, that he's all right with that from a moral standpoint. You know, Red, I think you're a lot better with the words. So I think... Um at least from my standpoint, you can do some of the talking. I think, I think you can do you, all the talking. I think you summed it up pretty pretty well right there. I'm I'll raise my water skin. Me and the words, we're not so we're not so uh, great. Where I come from, you just say what you mean and that's it. Uh, practice talking to actual people. And animals aren't the smartest, but they get the job done when you're lonely. <laughs> I just... <Especially> birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lose character every time. <laughs> just starts trash talking his pet bird. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Amp down. All right. Uh-huh. Are we going to talk about mating anymore? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, we, sh- we should discuss what our game plan is here. Um, we... We want to talk to Robert, correct? We should divvy out these bodies first. We don't want yeah. them to rot in the back of this cart. I think we uh, we take care of Scott and Hogar first, and then uh, maybe stop by see Roburn, and who knows, maybe this uh, tall fella uh, went through the tavern at some point looking for some work, and uh, might not have a name, but maybe where he came from. Perfect opportunity to weaken at Bernie's him inside there. Have there you seen go. this guy before? Maybe. Just throw some sunglasses on. They won't even know he's dead. I mean, he has Never a good point. Does anybody have a, <clears throat> a spell that can maybe animate somebody? Uh, you know what I do have, actually. Um, I'm not sure. I feel like I have to decide what like my <laughs> I have to decide what my spell book looks like. I I, I don't play cast as much, so I got to think about that. Um, but I do have. Mending and prestidigitation, so we can kind of clean them up, so to speak. Um, would that? Would? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, I think so. Would mending work on the burnt body? Like just to like. Mending is for like machines. Um, mending, um, by definition only really repairs like broken pieces or tears in objects, not like it wouldn't okay, so like burning from something. Okay. So like if they were like cut open, it might, you know, um, and even, and even then, yeah. And even then it's more like for like inanimate objects, like a broken okay. like, a chain or two halves of a broken lock. I'm actually just reading it right now. Um, okay. <laughs> or, or leaky wine skin. <laughs> it's not really for... Uh, flesh, I guess the best way to put it. You, on the side note, you can repair a construct <laughs> with it. Um, yeah, but, there we uh, go. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, okay. As far as prestidigitation is concerned, like, you can clean up or, or um, like, clean some soil, but uh, removing I mean, can... third-degree burns is probably not going to... Oh, yeah, no, I, I meant that more like to basically get rid of the dirt and stench, like, you know, kind of work on them before we... Yeah, you can do that. Deliver that, them. That's, that, that would be fine, yeah, but um, mm-hmm. as far as, like, making them, uh, making the burnt body a little bit more um, visually that... appealing, yeah, presentable, yeah, you're probably not going to have any luck. <laughs> okay, yeah. Alright, okay. Um, well, it was, uh, like, I was going to say, I, I'll... Yeah, like kind of just like maybe like you know kind of like i get the idea too for like um red like he kind of uh has like 
like a throaty hum, like a like a like not throat singing, but something akin to that. You know, just like a like when he's casting like cantrips. Like I think it's like a very low, quiet thing, and then like he plays the like the kind of the drum with it or whatever if it requires the somatic. Um. So you'd see him like kind of doing that, like as we're we're riding, he'd hand the reins over again and kind of like lean back, mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but then once they're kind of cleaned up, yeah. Uh, I guess I'd ask. Did we get directions to like each person's house, um, so that we can properly? You know, we're not like knocking on somebody's door. Like, hey, is this yours? Yeah, no, you you did get addresses yeah. from uh, Oliver yeah. before you left. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. You know, house number one, house number two. There's not really a whole lot of streets, so it's basically like, yeah, they're all kind of and and you remember this the last time you were in town. They're all kind of just like marked with a one, two, three, four, five. Just not really yeah. a whole lot here. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, I guess. Um, I guess Hogar would be first then, since he's the one with the family. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Just hand his body over to his kids. <laughs> yeah, so uh, w- when we pull up, like, do we see anybody or... Uh, no, like, what's, what's going on here? Yeah, no. So as you arrive in the town of Timberwood, um, everything to be, seems to be going business as usual. You see... Um, some other lumberjack folk, um, as they're kind of lugging in a bunch of their shipments from the, uh, from the site, um, as well as you guys kind of arrive, um, you actually see that there's a caravan not far back behind you. That's also bringing some in. Uh, you also see just a number of people just kind of milling about. I mean, it's still relatively quiet, but like, it's just normal day as usual here in Timberwood. Um, as you approach, um, Hogar's house. Um, you see kind of playing in like the uh, like in front of the house you see a um, a small little dwarf boy and girl kind of um, that you um, Timic and red both recognize as the uh, little boy and the girl that were actually playing with the hoop and the stick um, from when you uh, from 0.5 session um, so you see them kind of like um, knocking around a hoop um, kind of in the front um, kind of, I wouldn't say it's a yard, but just in the kind of the front area in front of the house. That's my boy playing at that hoop again. Oh, hey, I remember you. Oh, yeah, so my- and there's and then there's her. Um, and you, um, Maury and uh, Juliet, also recognize these little kids as the same kids you ran into on your way out of the the uh, the uh, um, the tavern the other night too, as well. You know these troublemakers? Did you hoop with them? <laughs> no, I don't hoop. I, I don't. I don't know what a hoop is. I Watch, hoop. I'll show you. And like he, uh, you can see him like kind of like he's hitting the top of the hoop with a stick and kind of like running around in circles and stuff like that. Um, the little girl is kind of like she has like a little ball that she's kind of like trying to like throw through it as he's kind of running around and they're kind of chasing each other and stuff like that. They're having fun. So. I'm going to kind of turn to Timic and um, be like, Timic, why don't you see if uh, did we get their names? I don't. Boy, dwarf boy, dwarf girl. <laughs> to see if uh, these two can get that hoop all the way to the tavern and like kind of give them like 
the eyes like away from the wagon. I'll try. Hey, dwarf boy. Oh, uh, it's Jaeger. Hey, Jaeger. Yeah? F- yeah. Can you hit that hoop down the road? I mean, I can hit it down the road. How far? Um, in one shot? I don't know, like over there? I'll give you 30 shots. Oh, I can get it all the way down to the end of the road. Do it. All right. You ready, Ruth? Okay. And they both, like, kind of just, like, on either side, they th- no, mm-hmm. Ruth goes and picks up a stick, and they both start hit, 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 as they're kind of running. They're hooping. Um, do you follow them? I'll follow. Surely, go. Your chance now. Go. I'll follow. <laughs> I'll follow Dwarf Boy and Dwarf Girl down the street. Oh, Yeager my God. Group. I'm literally going to cry. Thank you very much. Oh, son of a gun. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll... Like fix my jacket and kind of straighten up, um, clean myself up with prestidigitation, mm-hmm. and uh, knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, you hear um, the rustle from inside, and you you um, the door opens, and in front of you you see a, a dwarf woman. Um, about I mean she's shorter than you. She's probably about like five foot four. Um, relatively tall by dwarf standards, but still relatively short. Um, she's got like brown hair that's kind of tied into a knot. Um, and she's wearing kind of just some general common clothes with like a, almost like a work dress and apron that, um, seems to be very common for this area. And she goes, yeah, can I help you? Excuse me. Um, are you Mrs. Hogar? Uh, yeah, Gertrude, yeah. Gertrude. My name is Shirley Went. I come bearing grave news. Okay. Your, um. Uh, mate. Oh, I was that boy. Will we be imposing if we stepped inside? Um, yeah, probably a little bit. I don't know who the fuck you are. My apologies, ma'am. Uh, we come from the lumberyard. Your husband was lost. Um, when you say the lumberyard, even before you even say the rest, you can actually kind of just see her, like, face begin to kind of droop. And she kind of knows what you're about to say. Uh Uh-huh. Can't say I didn't think this was probably the case. (sighs) My deepest condolences. Do you know what did him in? Yeah. I I will ask you truthfully if you want the truth or something easier to bear. 
Tell me the truth, boy. I will tell you it was us. He had become some sort of beast. We were attacked. We slew the beasts. And when they fell, they returned to their human forms. She just kind of pauses and kind of like looks introspectively for a second, just kind of absorbing what you just said. Um, well, then I get, I guess he was, I guess he's been gone for a while then. Or just not him anyway. Thank you, I... lad. You're welcome. Uh, and I'll kind of motion for more Haran to, like, and I'll go back to, um, would, would you like us to bring him inside or take him somewhere else? I, um... I... Yeah, come... Let's go inside. Um, and she kind of, um... As you guys kind of begin to offload him, she kind of directs you and, um... She kind of walks you back to, um... A bedroom, um in the kind of rear of the house. Inside the uh, kind of kitchen area, you see um, just kind of a big um, mess of just like different like smells and pots and pans and toys and all kinds of other different, um, like sh she's a mom for sure. Um, and you just see kind of a, like it's, you know, kind of a controlled chaos situation here. Um, and she kind of continues to lead you in the back into kind of a um, a smaller separate room with a smaller bed, um, what you probably assume to be a guest room of some sort um, in this house or some form of whatever that could be. Um, and she kind of directs you to kind of place him there um, as you bring him back. As she kind of, um, at this point, as she kind of brings you in, she's um, not crying, um, but just kind of like lightly sobbing um she's trying to hold it together um as best she can but uh um it's hard given kind of the news you just broke to her um so you can um you can put him there um I do not know if either the people of Timberwood here have their own customs or from wherever you hail from, 
but I personally would be more than willing to assist in any kind of rites or funerary services you may require. I, um, I appreciate that, lad, but, um, it's all right. Um, we'll, um, we'll be bringing him back to the, uh, to the hilltop this weekend. Um, That's where, um, well, that's where we kind of, uh, both him and I came from. It's not far, but we moved here hoping for, a a better, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, um, if all, need all right, to. well, we oh. best, um, I best have you off then. Um, I've got to make, uh, I've got to make dinner for the, for the kids. Um, thank you. I, um. I'm glad to know that. I'm glad to know what happened. Um, can I make an insight check to know if, like, putting like coins on his eye with eyes would be like? unacceptable for like dwarves or if that's like a human thing or if that's like um a... i mean you don't even need to roll for that you you know in general that's more of a uh general custom from where you're from and not necessarily like a normal funeral rite that happens everywhere okay um you know that's just something that's been pra- that's practiced in your family and kind of the close-knit um nature of your family line but in general Generally speaking, it's not something that's necessarily um, performed okay, so, for most folks. No. Okay, and as long as I know that, then I won't do it because I don't okay. want to. You know, if they're not from Nulgrim, then I wouldn't. Right. Interrupt in their rights. Correct. So. Um, and then I'll kind of like, you know, see everybody out and mm-hmm. close the door. So before before he closes the door, I'm going to be like, oh, crap. I left an axe in there when I put him down. I'll be right back, and I'll uh, I'll just run back in real quick, and uh, I'll kind of push the door closed behind me, and uh, knowing that I'm like twice this lady's height, I'm gonna <laughs> drop to a knee in front of her, and I'm gonna say, "Listen, it doesn't get any easier. You're gonna struggle with this the rest of your life. I know because I've been there. But what you've got going for you is you still have somebody." You got people that rely on you. You got people that need you. So you go ahead, you take your time, you mourn, and you be sad. But you get strong and you be here for these kids because you're lucky enough to still have them. It's the only thing that kept me going while he was gone. I, um, I appreciate it. Um, thank you. But, um, 
Yes. Um, well, off, off you go. Um, I'm, and I'll just stand let me just. Yeah. And she kind of turns around, and you see her kind of like begin to like clutch at a like um, kind of like a, a couple of a sack of potatoes um, from underneath a counter, and she just starts to tries to cope. I just um, got the door with the yeah, I found it right here. Slide it in the mouth. Um, do you think we can wait on the other bodies? I mean, it's not like they're going anywhere tonight, today, um, or tomorrow. Their skin might start going somewhere. I mean, if you want to wait until tomorrow to take Scott back, I'm all right with that. But I definitely think we should at least, uh, see if Roburn might know who this tall fella is. I think that's somewhere we should we should get before he starts getting along too bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll need to talk to Roburn anyway because we don't want to upset Henry's family if this is indeed not him and Gerald. Check here. Um, I'm going to, like, flip open my, like, kind of notepad, like, trying to hold back some tears. Um, After that situation, I really could use a bottle or two. Well, I think we can kill three birds with one stone, then, because Roburn's going to hopefully have an answer, a direction, and plenty of booze. Then off we go. Let us win. Tim, it comes running back down the street, panting after playing hope with these kids for <laughs> minutes. <laughs> minutes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez. It really hooped me. <laughs> I'm surprised oh. it didn't yank that bird right out of your, right out of your beard. Yeah, I would have let him. Hope, line, and sinker. <laughs> well done, Timmy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Made that difficult situation much easier. Of course. Yeah, and uh, I think we'll head on over to the Full Bear Pub. All right. Um, and you guys do head over there. You see that very similar kind of um, large, kind of heavy, ornate door, and you guys kind of push in. Um, fairly crowded again tonight, um, or this afternoon. Um, it's kind of always crowded, it seems like, um, which um, you guys are kind of used to um, by now, um, as you kind of, uh, as you guys kind of um, enter into um, the bar. Um, you do hear the sounds of a couple of, uh, different, um, minstrels kind of playing in the corner, a little ditty, um, as, like, everyone's kind of frequenting back and forth the bar. You see Roburn kind of, again, kind of walking back and forth, uh, plenty of ladies sitting up there trying to get his attention as usual, but, uh, he's, he kind of sees you all walk in, he kind of like, hey, um, and, um, on the back wall, there is another, there is that wall, um, although it's, uh, 
Right now, it's still pretty barren. Um, there's not a whole lot of notes up there that you can see from here, although maybe with closer inspection, you might be able to find them. Um, but uh, other than that, you kind of just see um, you are in a fairly crowded uh, full bears pub. Wine. Ah, oh, yes. Um, yeah, just one second. And you see him kind of like, um, what kind? The strongest one you have. Oh, the summer home then. Um, and you see him kind of reach up for a, uh, a fairly um, dark looking bottle of some sort of red wine um, that uh, he called that, again, he refers to as the summer home. Um, no need for a glass. Uh, all right. Um, it's uh, just a silver piece. And um, I was I was going to say if uh, I'll be like around for three of us as much as this will cover and I, I hand him a gold. Oh, this this will cover plenty. Um, uh, what are you all looking for? What would you what would you like? Uh, you beard, pussy guy, mead. I'm uh, I'm over standing at the wall looking at the uh, notes. Okay. Um, so he's, he's just just talking to you, Mister uh, Shirley Went. Uh, uh, I'll take a mead and one for the Dragonborn as well. All right, and uh, you, uh, Mister uh, Timic, right? Yeah. Yeah, what would you like? I'll have a meat also. All right, cool. Um, and you see him, he kind of goes in the back, he uh, kind of turns around, grabs three mugs, and kind of pours um, three um, uh, fairly large uh, goblets of meat and just kind of throws them down on the table from you. He actually grabs the gold piece, so he goes, you're good for the night, whenever you need them. Do you have any yeah. water? Um, yeah. And he kind of just reaches down, grabs a glass, and just kind of, he almost kind of like sloshes it up from like a bucket um, and just That's like, fine. and just like places it in front of you. I take it, I dump it in my beard. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Stay a little thirsty. Um, you hear um, from his beard, <coughs> <coughs> you fucker. Um, <laughs> Um, and you just see Robert kind of just like one eyebrow, like, all right. It's just like a flutter and. Yeah, he exactly. He has a bird in his beard. Just ignore it. All right, fine, whatever. Just like <laughs> guzzling <laughs> that bottle. Yeah, and he just kind of just like looks at you like, I, I I would slow down maybe a little bit there, uh, um, <laughs> Julia. Uh, oh. <laughs> All, what, all right. What was the name of that vintage again? Uh, the Summer Home. Uh, summer Home. Yeah, I don't know why they call it that. I mean, maybe just because it's uh, pretty rough, but um, it does, it's not made there. It's actually made down in uh, um, town down south. It's uh, it's kind of that's why it's kind of expensive, but uh, it's worth it. Um, they actually it comes from Spring Barrow. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Yep. Uh, just, uh, yep. You better watch her. For the I'll rest of the day. For the rest of the night. Maybe even tomorrow morning. <laughs> Thank you for the warning. Yeah, you, and... you, you're welcome. 
I'll uh, take a heavy drag off of my mead. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, it's it's pretty. It's actually really sweet. Um, given the mead's kind of more of a uh, like a um, honey fruity kind of drink. Um, anyway, so it's a it's a very kind of very thick sweet taste. Um, but it's pretty good, um, and it's um, it's pretty strong too. Seems like everything here is pretty strong, <laughs> based on your experience so far. That's good. Strong like drink for strong companions. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, I like the rest of it, and then I'm the same. Okay. Wilburn, you have a minute to come outside. Um. Do you see what's going on in here? Yeah, but you're the only guy that we know that could possibly have any answers for for a question. Um. Yeah. Sure. Hey. Hey, Clark, I'm going out back. Um, and you just hear from the back, just somebody go, okay. Uh, all right, we gotta make it quick though. Clark's uh, pretty shitty at uh, making shit. He breaks half the stuff that's in here every time I let him work here for more than five minutes. Just one question, oh. follow oh, me. Uh, yep, sure. Be outside. Yep, yeah, uh, so yeah, he follows you outside. Um, is it just you or is it uh, everyone else? Mm -hmm. I'm keeping an eye at the bar. Okay. I'm, I'm still right. at the wall. Yeah. I'll I'll go outside. Then. And, we'll, and we'll get and we'll get to that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. All right. Um. What's going on? What do you guys need? Do you know this guy? And I take the tarp off the. Jesus Christ. Um. Um. Looks familiar. Um. Oliver at the logging camp has never seen him, and we found him up in his one of his sites. Huh. I mean, I feel like he fits the description of uh, some of them people that were harassing people up on the road. Um, I think. And it I, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I remember this. <clears throat> I think this guy's also stopped in once, but uh, come to think about it, not long after that, people started talking about how there was somebody fitting his description bothering them on the road. Uh, him and another guy. Uh, kind of tall, too. Does that have to do with the posting up on the board? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it would. Um, it's gone. It would do has something to do with that. Um... Looks like somebody did a good job, uh, but didn't take claim for it. Hmm. We only saw this one guy. We didn't see the other one. Oh. Well, I can't imagine he's that far from where you guys found him. Well, we were Probably. pretty deep in the woods. Hmm. It's weird. Yeah, no, nope. I... Sorry, go ahead. Have you ever heard of somebody called the Alchemist? Um, I've heard the name thrown around, but uh, not from the most reliable of sources. Um, there's this uh, there's this kid, a uh, guy in town. Uh, not the um. 
it's not the sharpest tack, uh, if that makes sense. Um, he's been spouting these uh, claims of somebody sneaking around around here, and uh, it said here him talking about some alchemist. That's the only thing I can remember. But like I said, it's from this, his name's Jordan. He's uh. I mean, don't get me wrong, he means well, but he also makes up crazy stories that are never true. So, I mean, I mean, that's all I got for it. It's something, but uh, I don't know if it's that great. Uh, I wish well, I could give you something better. You guys want to go talk to Jordan? More of a lead than we had before. Yep. Thank you, Roburn. Uh, you're welcome. Um... Like I said, watch her. Um, people get pretty fucked up on that stuff. Noted. Yeah. And I think she was already polishing the whole thing off, so she's probably <laughs> pretty useless right now. Yeah, she's pretty useless back in the woods, too. It makes matters. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah. Yep, back in. <laughs> all right, you guys head back in. Um, and uh, you um, all see now, um, Juliet is just kind of sitting up by the bar um, with the other ladies, actually, ironically, and just is kind of just, she's all out of it. Um, but Did I make a constitution saving throw? I mean... I would make have you make one if uh, the DC wasn't so high. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, no, it's not necessary. Um, but we'll put a pause on that. And uh, Moharan, you um, head on over um, to the job board. Um, go ahead and just give me a general perception check for it, just to kind of discern what seems more. Um, oh, natural twenty. Okay. That's great. So you see all right. that. Um, you do see that the last place where you left the, uh, where you remember, and you actually, this is also good for recalling, you remember the last place you saw the the bandit one um, being in a certain position, but it's not there anymore. Um, in fact, it's been um, ripped off. There's also another piece that looks like it's been ripped a couple of times and put back up, and that it ripped off. Like, like There's a couple of like, really janky-looking pieces. Um, there are some general jobs about um, just like kind of helping out on a couple farms, uh, helping out with some cleanup um, back at uh, um, over at Old Jeb. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, old Jeb? Yeah, Old Jeb's place. Um, you see Sylvia's got another job about rats again. Um, so there's that. <laughs> um, but. Um, <laughs> but uh, a lot of it's just kind of like general tasks again. Um, so there's nothing really catches your eye as far as like, and there's not any jobs that are rewarding gold this time. In fact, they're all just kind of tasks for stays. And they all kind of depict that on the bottom is that four, four room and board. Or lodging. So. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Um, you do see a couple of other individuals kind of like hanging out um, around the general vicinity of this job board too, but like 
they just kind of look like general adventuring types. No one like very descriptor unique. No one's kind of, um, no one's nothing, anything specific basically. All right. Um, and you, uh, turning around, you also see Juliet is just plastered. Uh, she is, like I said, she's at this point, she's actually, like, hanging out with a couple of other ladies that were at the bar, and they see Burn come in, and they all kind of, like, start giggling and kind of point his way. Um, and, I yeah, I, I figured you didn't. <laughs> um, and, uh, he kind of, like, goes and hangs out by them, and, and uh, um, just kind of starts engaging them in some general conversation. I do engage in conversation, drunkenly, but, okay. but I'm I'm not anything like the other girls. Yeah, not good at it right now. I mean, you are... No, I'm generally not interested. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> She's like, you should have seen the size of that hook whore. And people are like, what even is that? What even is that? And then there was a purple worm, and I seen it, and I, ju I just I took it out with one swift hit. <laughs> That's what she said. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this stuff is good. I'd like yeah. to. I'd like that many more please. um i think you probably have had enough um you want to yeah. live tonight right <laughs> and that many more um give him a persuasion check at disadvantage <laughs> okay you can try <laughs> this one you can try on Oh jeez. Oh sorry. Sorry. I, I clicked it. Um, well, it doesn't matter. The lowest value on that is uh, a five. So um, he's just like, "Sorry, dear. I must insist." Mm, you're no fun. He just kind of looks at the other girls, and they all just kind of start giggling. And he's just like, "Okay," <laughs> um, and and kind of leaves you alone. Mori, Mori, come over here. This so good what is so it so good it's so is good is wine the one is good wine well i i can't try because the bottle's easy <laughs> but you can get another bottle and you could try it and then you're gonna give me the rest of it all right <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, Rotburn, I want, I want to try some of that wine, too. Uh, all right. You, um, want a glass? Uh, ah, she had a bottle. I'll have a bottle. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Look at me. I'm a big fella. I can handle it. I think you said the tab was covered anyway. It is. Yeah, I can handle it. Give him a give him a deception check. Well, he could do more, it. More, more just for the intention of uh, what you're gonna do, you're, just to see if you're good at it. All right, yeah, 14's okay. 
Uh, so he's just like, all right. He uh, pulls one down. He pulls one down. Goes and uncorks it for you and hands it over. He goes, don't drink the whole thing, man. Like this is, like share it with the other, t not her. Oh, share it with the other two. But with the other two guys. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, just she's. If you want her to live tonight, like. <laughs> you don't want her. Hey, I don't want to distract I, you from those ladies. You go right ahead. Now I'll tip it up and take just a quick sip. Um, and you do, and it is, it's heavy. It is, it's like the thickest kind of earthiest like red wine you've ever had in your entire life. Um, and you can tell that like a little too much of this, probably not going to be a fun end of your night. Sure. <laughs> I'll, uh. I'm like doing this with the bottle, like a child. I, uh. I, I, you see, Robert. Ah, 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 ah. I will be hands. I'm gonna sit it down on the the countertop there, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm just gonna walk over, like back over to the wall over near Rover, and start talking to him. Okay. When do they get more jobs in here? I take the bottle. Uh, give me a slight of hand check at. <laughs> Can I get a double disadvantage? No, I'm just kidding. Ah, just a disadvantage because that's the only thing you can actually do. Can I? So can I see what's going on? Because like, I mean, you're there. You can see what's yeah, going on. You're yeah. in the general vicinity. Yeah. I'm just gonna like walk over and like stick my finger in the top of the bottle and like hold it to the bar. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, so let's. See, so you make your side a hand check, Julia, at a disadvantage, and. Uh... Uh, Red, I'll have you make your. I'll have you make an a, a strength, an athletics check at advantage. Hey! <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so an eighteen on the slide, a sixteen on the slide hand, not bad, but a twenty-four on the athletics. So, um, you see, um, so Red, you're able to kind of just pin that thing down, and uh, Roburn takes a second and looks. Uh, you know, he's in general conversation with you more, and then he kind of looks over and goes. Hey, 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 come on, come on. Like, yeah, I told you. and I'll, I'll oh, take hey, it. Hey, my bottle. What are, what are you doing over there, woman? <laughs> and I'll take it and like put like roll a piece of cloth or something up and kind of like cork it, uh, so to speak, and walk back to the table and like Give me a pouty face. Moron, I, I got you one of their fine meads over here. You should have a taste. Thank you very much. I'll try that. Trying to, I'm glad you caught her trying to take that uh, alcohol. I don't think she could have had any more of that. Yeah, I have so much more of it. I agree. That would have been unwise as I, like, eyeball Juliet. Well, no. Now, I'll drink the mead. The wine. Yeah, I'm like I'm like cradling that like football style like. You kind of see her as how tall are you? Uh, six two. Is it? Okay, so I'm like. <laughs> like, like this doing this. <laughs> you're, you're literally just the big guy at the basketball court, just holding the ball up here, like just like yeah, nope, just like no, mm -hmm. yep, yep, one hand oh. out, like no, no, yep, yep, um. <laughs> Yeah, 
So, uh... <laughs> I love our chaos party. It's amazing. <laughs> Beauty. <clears throat> Under normal circumstances, I would, uh... give this band a run for their money, but I'm not after the events of today in the mood for frolicking. Although these fine drinks do take the edge off. Mm. Mm-hmm. I killed a guy. Three. Three, three guys. I don't really know if they were guys, but you killed them. And I could talk to birds. It's amazing. <laughs> that's that's a that's a good skill um, to have. Juliet, you and Timic both here. Is she okay? <laughs> no, she's not. Do we need to like get her a like? Do we, should we do something? We'll bring her to bed soon. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's about that time. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to Rober and be like, "You wouldn't happen to have a door that locks from the outside, would you? <laughs> or a room with a door that locks from the outside?" Um, no. Um, <sighs> we, we're not that kind of a place. Um. <laughs> Excuse me. What kind of place has rooms for locked from the outside? Uh, <laughs> a jail. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought she was talking about some sort of like weird like, sex place. That would be weird. That, that would be so weird. Uh, As like red turns red again. Good, I good think save. We're- I think we're fixing to get you to bed now. Come on. Bye. Uh, wine. <laughs> um, and Roburn gives you keys to um, the same rooms uh, that you uh, that you had uh, previous nights. So he gives you two keys, um, two sets of keys, uh, one for each room. He, he put, you guys actually, ironically, were um, staying next to each other um, in this particular um um, pub and in um, kind of sad, which is actually kind of funny. Um, but you guys um, do are able to kind of go upstairs um, as the night's kind of starting to wind down, and you are able to find um, a night's rest um, up just, there. What'd you want to say? Oh, uh, I just want to like turn to Maury, like as we're getting ready to go upstairs. Maury, I maybe I should have drank the whole bottle. But um, I can't feel my legs. Can you? Can you? If I you just, feel anybody I just this, grab her I'll... and scoop her up. Okay. <laughs> nice. Like over Thanks. my shoulder, fireman's. Come on. Thanks. If you tell anybody this, I'll kill you. I and believe I it. <laughs> and you do pass out and uh yeah you're able to kind of carry her up the stairs and um is there anything else any of y'all are doing before you go to bed uh i'm putting a bucket beside the bed <laughs> <laughs> good call uh 
I I might just in like tell Roburn real quick, like if anyone um, in like an aside, like if anyone matching the alchemist description or even that other bandit uh, okay. like comes in while we're sleeping to um, send like Clark or something to wake one of us at least. And he, he nods. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll send him up there if, uh, if, we, if they end up coming in. Just uh, we'll, It's pretty easy. We, uh, we have a couple of other doors that we can kind of use to not have to make it obvious. So, um, But yeah, no, definitely. Much appreciated. No problem. Yeah, and then I'll pack it in. All right. As you guys go ahead and find your evening's rest. Um, you're able to cut you again, like I said, you kind of have these nice small homey little rooms um, You can either pair off or however you want your sleeping arrangements to be um, But you guys do all find a night's rest Maury I don't <laughs> As you as sleep takes you and you drift off um, Into sleep You You dream, but it's almost, it's vivid. You feel the scent of something. It's strange. You also feel like you're much lower to the ground than normal. And you you feel yourself kind of almost walking on all fours. It's a very strange feeling. You catch the scent of this thing again. You follow it, eventually finding a small little chipmunk out in the woods. You don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, you feel just this urge, this inner urge to attack, to attack this squirrel. You go, you go and you do attack it. You rip it apart. You rip it into shreds. The blood and this little sinew of this little chipmunk being ripped apart. You get the taste of the blood on your lips. And it feels great. It's the best thing you've ever tasted. Better than any wine, better than any beer or any mead you've ever had in your entire life. You need more. You must have more. And then your vision starts to fade. And that's where we're gonna leave it tonight. So, um, so you said you wanted to say something there, Red, before uh, everyone else went to bed, but uh, what was that gonna be? I, yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, I don't think um, Red has probably had to deal with like that kind of uh, like loss or whatever. So I, I don't think he would probably sleep very well. I think he'd probably yeah. stay up pretty late, um, like cleaning his weapons and his armor and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like he might not even actually sleep, mm -hmm. uh, just kind of, you know. Yeah, he's probably lost people, but like yeah. never that close yeah. to it. Yeah, and, and that's completely understandable. You And you are able to eventually... Um... Like even with the uh, 
the sense of that loss and stuff like that. You do eventually the exhaustion from the day and the travel does find you falling asleep, but it, it takes a while. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, we'll pick up uh, where we left off um, starting next week um, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you guys want to check out this uh, whole session in its entirety, uh, make sure you check out the VODs. They'll go up on, um, they'll go up on YouTube on Sunday. And uh, you, or you can, if you follow, subscribe, whatever, to this Twitch channel, you can actually have access to them right away. You don't have to wait for that if you don't want to. Um, links for all the stuff and the things are all up there. If you guys need to check that out, are you sure you want to do that? It's not following. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they're awesome. Um, but um, but yeah, guys. No, this is fun. Um, I'm excited for what uh, what uh, is to come for this group of uh, plucky adventurers. So. Um, I hope everyone's oh, excited for, for the next morning. That's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I hope everyone's having, um, is staying safe, um, especially during these kind of weird, uncertain times. Um, I know it's kind of crazy right now, but, um, don't forget to, you know, check in with your loved ones and, uh, let you know that they love them. And, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Bye. See y'all later. See y'all.